listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from the middle of the snowpocalypse that is Edmond, Oklahoma, where I, for one, am scared to go out driving in this weather. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where there's approximately 0.0 inches of snow still on the ground. I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> what, I mean, what, how can that be? School was canceled today. It was, a, yeah, it was a snow day, man. Yeah, it was a snow day with no snow. It was not only a snow day, they canceled the Wanas at, at church, which is an evening event. It started at 6 p.m. <laughs> there's not been... A trace of snow on the ground since at least 9 a.m. I think it morning. hit 50 degrees by three yeah. or four. I, I took my sweater off at three or four o'clock. I was coming out to my car. I was like, that's pretty warm. It's just like, oh, it snowed a little yesterday, and so we you can't be too careful. Just I guess that's it, it. I mean, we are. So those who don't know, uh, this is uh, Revelations Radio News, and Andrew and I have a odd fascination with the weather, which we talk to each other about. With a live studio audience once a week for 15 minutes. But uh, no, uh, it's not live. It's recorded. That's the only thing that's not true. No, no. Um, Yeah, snow day. Uh, Weird. No snow. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It was. I I will give the weatherman some credit. If it had been below freezing, I bet that would have been four to six inches of snow, like they said, because we had heavy snow falling all day. It just the ground wasn't cold enough, and then I kept thinking there, you know, something's going to happen overnight because it was a weird deal. Like through the whole night, it was thirty-two degrees. Hmm. Exactly, didn't yeah. change at all. And I kept thinking if it drops just a little bit, you know, of course it's going to be ma- you know pandemonium in the morning. Nope, thirty-two all the way through. I looked out the window this morning. I was like, is it icy? And I saw dry parts of the pavement out there. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's warmer than it has been. Yeah, it's like holy smokes. Meanwhile, my son had late start, and uh, Edmond School District completely 
no school and i think you guys had some snow days too so uh yeah yeah weird, I had, weird deal. I had, <laughs> one kid had a snow day today and the other kid had a snow day yesterday that's good stagger them out <laughs> make sure that the kid the parents never really get a break kids never get a break it's good yeah good deal uh worked it worked out fine it was nice to see a little snow but yeah, yes i'm i'm ready for golf weather again yeah but yeah I, yeah yeah fair enough there's Ice storm in the offing, supposedly, so you never know. Ice you storm might still, get ex- still coming, right, supposedly? Exciting weather, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Well, is this all a result of uh, the uh, insane amount of... Uh, Climate change? No. Uh, <laughs> Chemtrails? Eggs. Eggs, that co- <laughs> eggs cause climate change and heart attacks. No, uh, the... Uh, High altitude aerosol spring that's been taking place. There's a lot of yeah. that taking place. There were a lot of chemtrails, and I think for I like get, two. I days don't think there, we got an answer. You know, I was saying, is it going to make it snow more or not snow at all? And it didn't really do either. Maybe it was just poison. I I did have two members of the household with fevers that night after the chemtrails, but just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Wow. That's always good. And they kind of they bounced back. They were gone by the next morning. So Wow. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy like how much spring is happening over us out here in the, the flyover country. It's <laughs> wild. Yeah. The only thing one of the one of the more comforting things though is you ever stop and like really watch it, you're like, oh thank God for wind. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, they can't spray every day. There's some <laughs> if it's blowing fifty, it's not sticking around. But it's not, I don't know what's going on. But to it. the point where it's like a haze, a haze, a haze of of chemtrails. Yeah, chemtrail induced just thick, almost fog. We watched uh, the. I think I, I think I mentioned this on the show. The the Seahawks Forty uh, er game last week. The guy across the street's a Forty er fan that married his wife is a Seahawks fan. So there's a bunch of both 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 teams over there so it was kind of fun but we went outside i was like hey let's go let's go play some you know two-hand touch out in the yard i was all-time quarterback get the kids out there get them running around and uh like uh all of a sudden the kid just go one of the kids just goes x marks the spot and he pointed at the sky i was like that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty bad right there yeah <laughs> Get just a normal kid to be like, oh yeah, X marks a giant X in the sky. What's that? Well, kid, kids, they probably just they probably believe it's normal, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. we've all we've probably been I mean, twenty years into into kids who don't remember like pre chemtrails. Yeah, but my boy's six, man. I'm not about to pull him out. And they'll look. So the government hates you. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what these are, but they're spraying stuff. And, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if it's like a military jet by itself or if these are just regular jets that have like something in the cargo hold. This, I have no idea what's happening, but it's bad, and you should be mad. All right? <laughs> I know you're six, but this is this is what we have to worry about, son. Well, or if you feel mad, that could be a natural emotion or that could be the influence of the cell tower weapon system. <laughs> down the block <laughs> doing some experimentation on you know so you need to check mood yourself. altering mood altering do you have the generational anger problem that was passed down from each male <laughs> member of your family 
Or is he getting hit real hard with them 5Gs? Yeah. <laughs> Both are possibilities. <laughs> Both are very real possibilities. So, well, I'm glad that you are here and you made it through the snowpocalypse. I, for one, am glad that I made it through as well. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was dicey there for a minute. I had to, I had to wear a sweater to work this morning, but uh, we all pulled through. So, yeah. Well, that's good. So, where do you want to start? I've got uh, some. You, you you take us in a direction. I'm ready to. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to go. All right. Let me. And now it's you 20, know 25 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. Now it's cold. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. After I don't park in the garage, but right. <laughs> I'll be scraping the windows in the morning. Yeah. So I am. Pulling up the clip list. Uh-huh. Let's uh let's start off with a fun one here. Okay. Um, I'm excited. I got some Bill Gates All right. clips. So let's do uh so Bill Gates spoke at a conference in Australia. Okay. And I'll just find out what he was doing in Australia. What what's vacation destination? Well, welcome, Bill. Uh, First of all, what brings you to Australia? Uh, Mostly vacation. I was up uh, at Lizard Island. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I have have some questions. I know uh, we have (laughs) listeners down there. They're going to have some questions, too. Uh, Where is said... uh, 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 Lizard Island. No. Where is this... uh, Place he's speaking. Are we in Melbourne? Where are we? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. We're it's some some conference of people that are like apparently paid to suck up to him. So okay, they think Bill Gates is great. So it's in Australia. Uh, I've got the name of the. Let's see. I've got the name of the conference. Sure. But uh, uh, it's th- that's off the not- coast of Queensland, northwest corner. North of Cooktown. Well, he goes on to like where he's where he's been and where he's going and yada yada. But it just you know, of all the places in the world, of course, Bill Gates would choose to go to Lizard Island, which <laughs> lo- looked very nice. I'd never heard of it. I looked it up. It looks nice. I mean, I'm looking at it yeah. right now. It's definitely. If you gave me a free vacation to Lizard Island, I would take it in a heartbeat. But... Oh, look at it's super small too. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That. You know, he, he supposedly he rented out the entire uh, Epstein Island. No, <laughs> one of the Hawaiian islands, uh, one of the smaller three or four, to get married on. It starts with an L. I think it's Lanai, or but yeah. There's a weird story about him getting married there. He shut down the island. There's some everybody had to get off. People live there too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I would think people live there. Yep, but, yeah, and they, so you know. But they, there's a weird story about getting this guy lived there and he didn't know and he got chased down by security and told he had to leave. It's a weird, weird situation. Indeed. So that was. That is a tiny little island. Holy smokes. That was kind of a joke. It's right by the Great Barrier Reef, I guess. Yeah. So beautiful so I guess, beaches, I'm sure. You know, he'll be. <laughs> he'll be reporting about how, you know, when he was down there by the Great Barrier Reef, he saw how. 
the terrible effects of climate change and there's no more reef. Oh, wait, that was 20 years ago when there was supposed to be no more Great Barrier Reef. And yeah. It's still there. Uh, it's from right. Sunblock, which I'm all for. If it's from Sunblock, we should stop using Sunblock. So we, we've got uh, Bill Gates' plans for beef and cows. Oh, goodness. That's what we need. You know, what happens with beef, uh, my climate uh, group, Breakthrough Energy, just announced literally today an investment in an Australian group called Ruminate uh, that helps cows not be uh, so much a source of, of methane emissions. So we have two paths to solving that. That's 6% of global emissions are cows uh, who burp and fart methane uh, to an extreme degree, uh, you can either fix the cows to stop them doing that, or you can make beef uh, without the cow. And both of those, you know, will be pursued to see which one can lead to the best product in terms of uh, taste, health, and and cost. When he said product and did his laugh tell, he meant how much money he's going to make. Listen to that again. The, product in terms Yeah, right there. There are laugh tells throughout. Yep this whole thing the best product in terms of uh taste health and and cost we just don't know how we're going to make more money yet so i was thinking about this clip uh-huh it's and a good there, one it's a good one we might even pack this away for for later this is a good one well i think there's something like bigger than just the the one issue it's really a world view issue like the okay. arrogance of Bill Gates to think there's something wrong with cows that he has to fix mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, God created the cows. Right. The cows are just fine. Let's if something is wrong with the cows, it's probably that they're not in a natural enough environment that cows were designed to be in. So let's work on that. You know, maybe they so- should be maybe they should have a little more space, a little more grass. Right. Uh, you know, a little healthier grass, no no pesticides. Let's work on that part of it, not the uh, let's genetically modify the cow because we have to fix methane emissions. And then the, the other side of that that he mentioned, same exact thing. Like, oh, you know, beef, pure animal protein, we can do better with soy. <laughs> Soy and chemicals, we can do better than that. Yeah. So, and do you think that he really thinks that? I mean, he he knows he's full of crap, right? He knows there's not six percent of the world's climate change and emissions is coming from cows. Like, it's just. I think I I he's smoking his own dope. You think he believes this? I don't know. I don't either. He's there's not a lot of common sense with him yeah and you know that there i mean there's huge incentives for him to believe it so he's not going to question it he doesn't have anyone around him telling him like bill you're full of it like enjoy your vacation go watch the australian open <coughs> leave the cows alone don't get hit with no a one's, pie. no one's telling him that Wait, he needs to be pied he hasn't been pied in the face in like 20 years somebody's gonna pie him Probably killed him. 
they probably like murder the person who hit him with a pie at this point. He's such a yeah. revered individual. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't recommend it. Not worth it. Yeah, definitely not. But uh, but uh, respect to the guy that did hit him with a pie. Yes, respect. Yeah, it should be a known as a as a hero. We should know his name. We should. We should. Yeah. It's like an old wives' tale, like Paul Bunyan. There's this guy. <laughs> Hit him in the face with the pie. So I didn't get the Ukraine parts, but Bill Gates, of course, knows what to do in Ukraine. Oh, yeah, that's good. You know, if we just listen to Bill Gates, he'd solve all the world's problems for us. So let's go to the uh, Bill Gates on, of course, one of his favorite subjects on the pandemic tools. The pandemic tools were, you know, crummy. There you go. They were crummy. We agree, Bill. We agree. <laughs> now, uh, let's. Were there any problems with the vaccines? Did, that, he, did he write the catcher in the rye? Not a lot of use of uh, the word crummy these days. <laughs> Is that Bill writing that book there? Shouldn't give you know, him that much credit. The. English literature major that I am is actually really offended by that statement. I, Salinger was a genius. So I know, and it's a great book. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But you don't hear crummy often. And Bill know. Gates is not writing no, Catcher in the Rye. I understand. No. I understand. Maybe he read Catcher in the Rye. That's possible. Maybe that's how, yeah. Maybe that's where he came up with it. Although he should should have paid attention to the parts where everyone's a phony just a little bit more, but. <laughs> Uh, crummy uh, they're crummy or a phony yeah yeah Yeah. so the the pandemic tools were were crummy and he goes into (laughs) you know of course his solution is that we just need to spend more billions of dollars not that the billions of dollars were a waste so let's not do that again we just need more and more money uh let's do the three problems with vaccines and people will probably see this clip floated around. This was kind of the big takeaway from it. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, They're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection and they have very short duration, uh, particularly in the people who matter, which are old people. And every one of those things is, is fixable. Uh, In fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology very, very broadly. You know, we've, for example, the Gates Foundation, we have a malaria vaccine, but it only lasts for six months. And understanding, okay, how do we get the long-lived memory B cells in that case? It's very similar to figuring out how we make these COVID vaccines last longer. So this, fortunately, the rich world desire and the uh, uh, developing country desire is actually aligned in terms of what that R&D agenda should look like. So within, I'd say, a decade, we will have a tool set for respiratory pandemics that will be excellent. Oh, within a decade. Yeah, so uh, 2033, we'll have the good vaccines by then, I'm sure. The spray, stick it in your nose and just spray a vaccine. Yeah, so he was talking about not just vaccines, he talked about other other stuff it's just they're working on all sorts of nonsense and no those problems are not fixable if they were fixable they would have fixed them they've been working on this type of respiratory virus vaccines since the 1950s and 60s they don't work 
You know what's you know what's interesting? It it, it reminds me. This is kind of a long way around, but it reminds me of. Don't forget they they Bill Gates fixed the U.S. education system. <laughs> yes, remember fixed it so well. Yeah, that and he, he fixed the way. So the reason this came, this is kind of fresh in my mind. My father-in-law and my wife were talking about our son's reading progress. And he has done a lot of reading about the modern-day education system. And he came up with the conclusion through several different things that they've gotten away from the way that he was taught in the 1950s. And it's Mm -hmm. not good. (laughs) And uh, a lot of it had to do with phonics. Like, they took phonics, like sounding out letters to figure out what words mean, out. And they started doing sight words and, and other things that didn't work. But right. if you remember, like... Well, here, here's just to interject on that. I I feel like I should be friends with your father-in-law. I yeah, certainly absolutely. agree on, on this point. No, he's absolutely... But, yeah. So the problem with taking away the teaching of phonics, like mm-hmm. being able to put the, this group of letters sure. can make this sound or this sound. Yes, it's a lot of work because the same letters can make different sounds and you... Right. It's a lot of work. It's easier in the short term to just, this is the word, just recognize the word. The problem is, then you get high school kids who they get to a word they don't recognize. They can't. It's not that they mispronounce it. They just stop. It's like another language. They can't even try to, they can't even try to say it and right. then find out what it means. It's just like, I don't recognize the word. It's, it might as well be written in hieroglyphics. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense because it's it's another it's like almost another language, and you can't if you can't yeah. sound it out, then where are you? You it's like another word. It's like that's too much for me. I'm a I'm a young, dumb, dumb person in the lower caste, so I don't need to know what that word means. Back to my original point, which was a good story and segue to to go off on. My point is, Bill's always fixing things by making them worse. Yes, <laughs> it's like all he does. I'm yeah. going to fix the education system. He makes it worse. They've been working on the COVID vaccine for God knows how long. He's going to nail it. He's going to fix it now. He's going to make it so much better. Just well, like- and p- part of his solution to education was, let's just go with remote learning. The computers can do all this. Yeah. Well, what do you know? Con- conveniently, he sells a lot of product to schools, donates it, and then like, oh, well, you know, you're going to need to <laughs> keep up to date on that there. Well, but- yes and no, though, because he had, they... Google ate their lunch on that stuff, though, because Google had the cheap Chromebooks, and every kid has. I mean, Google got sued recently, yeah, for a school system. I think it was Pennsylvania where they decided to to go after them, and they, they're actually in the middle of a suit now. Just a quick note for anybody who trades stocks out there: I am not a financial advisor, but the uh, Nancy Pelosi tracker has uh, revealed that Nancy Pelosi has let go of all her Google shares. So, oh, really? It's an interesting uh, <laughs> side note there. But, uh, yeah, Google's being sued. I can't remember if it's Pennsylvania or a different separate school district or a whole state. But it, it was basically collecting uh, advertising data and uh, search data and all the data that it collects through Chrome, through Chromebooks, and attaching it to profiles of students, children that were clearly under the age of uh, legal I think it's like 13 or something it's pretty low but there were it was even the, even the ones under that so uh anyway yeah but that's neither yeah, here nor there the point is bill gates no such thing as a free as a free uh 
Chromebook. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Correct. But the point is, Bill Gates always fixing things that are not actually broke or that are broken by making them worse. And just as just as evil, he's just yeah. It's just been by Google. It's just been so long since you and I. We talk about a lot of stuff on this show, and we move past it, and we log it away, but we don't reference it enough. And to hear this, you know, talk within my family, it kind of brought up all these memories. Like, oh yeah, Bill Gates was all over this. He was fixing the education system. No, he still is. It's still happening. It's great. It's good. Yeah, good deal. (sighs) So, yeah, Bill Gates and an interesting room i don't have any davos clips okay interesting rumor i haven't seen like documentation for it mm-hmm. but uh supposedly uh the rich and famous on their private jets mm-hmm. flying to davos looking for to make sure their uh pilots are not vaccinated you're kidding <laughs> like this is a job like if you want to be a big time uh you know a billionaire's private jet pilot you better not have that vaccine in you interesting they're they're figuring you know well some of them knew it the whole time but even the not that they're going to start saying that publicly of course but uh yeah all the all the pilot incidents, all the road incidents, all the died suddenly's. There's, that's fine for the commoners, but uh, for my private jet, yeah, I'm gonna find someone without the, without the poison in them. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like I said, that's. At this point, it's a rumor, but I, <laughs> I tend to believe it. So yeah. It could be extrapolated out, you know could be only a couple and extrapolated out from there but so. I like well it. we get man i don't have a lot of happy stuff i'll be honest with you <laughs> it's no worries man i don't i i totally get it there's not a lot of happy stuff out there going going on these days except demar DeRozan or demar DeRozan. whoops uh demar hamlin is better and so we are all happy We've been praying for his recovery, and he is better. So that is neat. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing suspicious. Do you have anything on I that? I don't. I don't have. It's kind of tough with for it's, audio podcast, but yeah, yeah. It's uh, we're sending a lot of stuff back and forth between the two of us because and and will just because we don't we don't even know what to say. It's uh, really weird. <laughs> It's, on it's, on the one hand, it's like, so I heard, okay, DeMar Hamlin has been in the building, you know. DeMar in the, Hamlin's in the, in the building! Well, he's, the, according to CBS, <laughs> the coach, who I do tend to respect. Yep, I do too. Told them that, oh, he's been in here like every day. Okay? Which, if he's... In there, in the that seems to mean like he's in there. He's in the team meeting rooms. He's in the locker room. He's talking to to guys. And there was even a a video put out of of like someone from another team 
like FaceTiming with them, right? Right. Well, but then the shirts that were being, you know, there's like, oh, this was a, another one with his teammate of like, oh, no, look, it's a, me and Damar Hamlin. And it's like, okay, you were in that shirt back in November. Like, it looks like, you know, was everyone just happened to wear the same shirt two months later? Or was this something from a couple months ago? Like you said, the fact that the Bills came out and played the most uninspired, lethargic football imaginable. Uh, quite the opposite of what you would expect from people fired up that someone they thought had died on the field in front of them wasn't dead and was doing very well and was there, you know, cheering on the crowd. You would think you'd get maximum effort for a playoff game. And it was pathetic it was weird it was weird if you were to pick out who which team in the nfl would play the best game in the snow (laughs) yeah you might pick the bills yeah but no they couldn't they couldn't string it together so uh what i will say is this all feels very strange it just the whole thing feels strange all of a sudden there's a a lot of noise about maybe it's an Illuminati thing. Everybody was praying on the field except the guy wearing number 33 was standing up. Um, maybe the, the, Which I like, think he kneeled like a half second later, so that's I blame that more on the photographer. You don't like but, that one? That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that yeah. one. But then uh, a lot of people, oh, it's like an extreme version. I think these are your, your kind of your favorite people on the internet. This is the clone version. Yeah, clone, yeah. Clone yeah. people. I know you love a clone. But a, then he put out a tweet that said clone. Yeah, but then to follow it up, he put a picture <laughs> of himself still hiding his face, looking down in front of a picture, a mural of himself. And then he put clone with a ninja emoji. Clone in quotation marks and then ninja emoji. What yeah. on the world is happening here? Yeah, why? why? It's not funny, right? Why, people yeah. are like, oh, he's trolling people. That's not funny. No, it's not. It's 100% accurate. It's what I think the highest rated comment, 232,000 views. I don't understand why you would troll so many people who were worried sick about you. It doesn't make sense. The world was praying for millions you. Millions of dollars to your. Yeah. Little charity that I'm sure is, yeah, I'm sure all that money's going to the right place. The world was praying for you, and this is your response. I don't get it at all. Some people are completely morons and trying to make this into a conspiracy theory. Do, 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 do. But uh, yeah, um, I was. I read more about CPR. It almost always results in broken ribs or a broken chest plate, chest bone. Um, this guy's out here throwing up the diamond over his head. <laughs> Throwing up the the pyramid over his head and jogging around and I don't know, man. This whole thing is very odd, very very odd. So, and what what we're referring to is his appearance at the game. Now, before this game, this last game in which it snowed a crazy amount, it was kind of unexpected. Yep. For for the snow to to come in, uh, and they. They, oh, Demar Hamlin. We're referring to Demar Hamlin is in the building, and his his face is covered, ski mask, you know, big jackets, people in shirts that say security standing around, like no one talking to no one, not coming in with his family. 
up in a press box apparently by himself, but you don't show him with the camera that's on his back for right. some reason. He doesn't turn around and, and wave right. to the camera. He's out looking out the window through the snow with his face still covered and then throwing up the hand signs and what have you. And then, you know, it just doesn't... It's It's either, like, intentionally egging on this conspiracy theory yep. or it's a cover-up and i think both are legitimate possibilities and i'm i've got a sub stack about uh, i don't know maybe it'll be done tomorrow when the show comes out maybe it won't be but on the subject and i i feel like this is this is the hillary clinton scandal playbook the and you're, the you're one where fu- she fell down on the way to the so you're it's fight a scandal with a scandal. Okay. And they do not want the question what caused Damar Hamlin to have a heart attack on the on field. the field. Right. He's a he's a cornerback in football cornerbacks are in the best shape of anyone. Yeah. Because you don't get plays off. You're out there all the time. You're you have to run Miles. more than wide receivers cuz yep. they come off the field every third play or whatever. And it was it was not a situation where you'd you know heavy exertion anything. They're not even claiming it was. They're not even claiming Commodio Cordis anymore. No, that just that all that stuff just kind of quietly went away. But they're like, yeah, let's give him the the is he alive or is he dead thing, and that he could be alive, he could be dead. But I feel like they think this is a better conversation to be had. That's. Then what gave him a heart attack in the first place? That's uh, that's wild. That was kind of my thoughts. Was uh, I don't know, man. I, I and people, if you haven't seen it, there's a uh, several videos. It's a comp that are compilations of the view or the excuse me the uh, his journey to the to you know he's in the building and there's compilations of the footage, but. If, you know, they told us not too long ago he was on oxygen, yeah? The Na- report during the game said he's still got a long ways to go. He's still he's still on oxygen. And and I told that to to my wife and she's like, "Well, what do you mean he's on oxygen? Like he's not on oxygen. He's right there." And I'm like, "Well, they just said it. can he be on oxygen like part of the time?" It's like, <laughs> "No, not really. <laughs> you know, that's not really a thing." <laughs> So, well, then it's, it's 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 not not only not on oxygen. He's wearing a mask all the time. Yeah, he has a mask over his face. Seem kind of restrictive. Yeah. And what what I was going back to about last week's game is they said he was going to. They're like, we're going to have a big surprise. Demar Hamlin's supposed to be here at the game, and then he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that game was supposed to have snow, but didn't. Weird. I almost feel like they needed the snow to pull it off to make sure they didn't have any, you know, obvious. I guess just just justification for hiding his face, and then like the, you know, snow flurs. But you know, it's it's either uh, a really just unfunny troll job on his. I can't imagine that this is him choosing to do this no so it's either like he's being put up to it with some like 
heavy financial incentives and threats. You know, he's got he's talking to the New York governor, Kathy Hochul, and the tweet is like, looking forward to all the things that we can accomplish together. Kind of strange. Not like, <laughs> like thank you for your well wishes for me while I was almost dead. Uh, just happy to be alive. I mean, you guys, you guys still owe me a Shake Shack burger and fries. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's, that's a bad callback. That's the that's the, that's a great callback. Yeah. That was the New York mayor, but or New York City mayor, but still, yeah. That's, so, uh, some other <laughs> choice comments that I picked out throughout the whole thing. They showed you with a mask and a hood through a snow squall while there was a cameraman right in the same room filming your back. All mural pics, all hiding your eyes, all hiding your face. No words from you after the whole nation prayed for you. Please make it make sense. Yeah. The other one was, uh, in my opinion, the entire thing was a hoax. Illuminati hoax. Healthy athlete who was likely vax has heart attack, which fuels opposition sentiment. Now they show DeMar's clearly questionable return which effectively baits people into claiming it's not him so they can later be delegitimized, which I thought was another interesting point. I don't know if that is it. Well, that's that's a possibility, but he would have to be in on it. Yeah. You know, which is, would be incredibly messed up. I think I've I've heard a lot of people saying, I don't know about this, that uh, it's just they got a body double. They didn't want the yeah. They just got it like like he Demar Hamlin's okay, but he does have like a broken rib or whatever, and he's at home, and they just got a body double to to show up. And the look on the his is that his mom and then his son or his mom and his brother. Uh, no, it's his little brother. brother. It's little his mom brother, and his yeah. little brother. That's right. The looks on their faces though, a couple times, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, a little bit like Duper's Delight, where they they know they know something we don't. Just kind of okay. And they they didn't come in at the same time, which yep. you know this was pointed out, and it's true. It's like why wouldn't you show up with your family? So what is interesting that you brought up the Hillary Clinton deal uh, because this reminds me exactly of her falling. Yeah, she had the the like body a, double. Yeah, know. falling like a side of beef outside of the. New York. It actually looks exactly like it now that I think about it. Close your eyes. Picture that whole scene. Can you remember that whole deal? Mm-hmm. It's the same fake security. It's the same movements. It's the same quick whisk them off the set of the stage. Like it's just, it all feels the same. That's a yeah. that's a good callback, Andrew. That's interesting. She she had the uh, the purse on the wrong arm. You know. Yeah. Looked looked a lot a little bit younger and spryer than old Hillary. It's funny. It's like I'm being investigated and people are starting to think that I killed these people or had them, you know, had them killed, which I did. But I don't want everybody to be talking about that. Why don't we dress up a body double and have them faint outside? Oh, that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> Done. No, I, I no, I think it was Hillary that fainted. It was the body double that that did the appearance after to to say she was okay. Yeah. Who who knows? But it's interesting yeah. that that's your your theory is that that's how she does it, and that's what we're dealing well, with the, here. Yeah, to to rather than just take on the issue head on, or like deny the scandal or what have you. I mean, the, no one the NFL is not defending their vaccine policy. Yeah, there's none of that. There's Pfizer's not defending their product. Moderna's not defending their product. The government's not defending their 
the mandates and the recommendations and the everything that happened. The Buffalo Bills are not apologizing to their players, apologizing to Cole Beasley for what they put him through for standing up and saying he wasn't going to take it. And no, there's none of that. It's just, it's just, oh, isn't it great that DeMar's okay? Oh, he's so wonderful. Let's just give millions of dollars like to a kid's toy charity in one tiny little town and that somehow makes it all better like we don't have to you know it's a like the the meme that says uh with the it's one of the typical angry liberal memes Mm -hmm. and that it says 2021 what is your vaccine status 2022 exact same face what is your vaccine status 2023 don't ask it's so rude to ask about someone's vaccine status (laughs) i saw that one too I saw yeah. that one too. So, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. There is all the information. Make your own decision. We have no idea, and I don't yeah. know if we're ever gonna know. I'm try to put my thoughts out there a little more coherently in a Substack, and so you, hopefully, people we're, can. Get we're doing some a Substack on, on Demar. Yeah, I've got it. And the fallout from it, very good. That's mostly that's done, but something yeah. to look forward to. That's great. Yeah, good deal. So, well, I've um, got, uh, I'll go check yeah. on my uh, Twitter. We got Pfizer lied, people died. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Project Veritas. This is your trendings? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spurs and so, Laker, RIP Randy, Project Veritas, Aaron Rodgers. Pfizer lied and people died. The The Twitter handle that uh, we, we sent back and forth, at censored for sure, uh, is the... Twitter account if people want to look it up. He does have some interesting things to say. For the Hamlin thing? Yeah, for the Hamlin thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you want to know my trendings? Yeah, please. Veritas? Yep. Uh, R.I.P. Randy. Got it. Check, check. Connor McGregor. Nope. Yeah, you're not a a UFC fan. Uh, Hashtag Flat Earth. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Shocker. Yep. And then, well, when I click on it, I get more, but I think that's just the general ones. Yeah. So. Pfizer lied, people died. And then uh, the San Antonio Spurs, Los Angeles Lakers. And they had to change the spelling of died suddenly to make it trendable again. <laughs> so it's died suddenly. Interesting. That was trending earlier. Now that's gone too. And that had a lot more, a lot more tweets than any of this stuff, but... I don't know what what did Project Veritas did. He said he was going to break the internet today. Uh, it was they, the the Pfizer thing. Yeah, they got a guy admitting that they're trying to mutate the uh, Pfizer. Ultimately, is thinking about mutating COVID. Yeah. Well, that's not what we want to say to the public. No, but don't tell anyone this. But <laughs> I promise you, won't tell anybody. But we're exploring, like you know, how the virus keeps mutating, and one of the things. That, we're exploring is like why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we could create preemptively a new develop and develop new vaccines so <laughs> we have to do that as you can imagine no one believes we're gonna have a pharma company that's mutating effing viruses you have to be controlled to make sure that this virus doesn't do that or doesn't go anywhere which i suspect by the way is how the virus started in wuhan to be honest like it makes no sense it just popped out of nowhere <laughs> it's bs okay yeah yeah it's the onion of lies. It is. It's There's a, a new layer of it every day. I mean, that's like 
I don't know. It's like, dude, you're not mutating any viruses, but I'm sure they are poisoning people. <laughs> I forgot that you were no no such thing as a virus. It's like a whole other stair stair step in in the analysis of that whole deal. But well, it's, they got them on camera saying that they're trying to manipulate viruses. I don't think that it doesn't lessen it. If there isn't viruses, it does show that they just don't care. They don't know what they're doing, and they yeah. don't care. They don't care about you. They do care about making money. Which th- I think they can alter proteins. They can put nanogel poison. They can inject all sorts of junk into you. Yeah. It's just none of the... They can they can do all sorts of bad stuff to you. They just don't can't do the things that vaccines are supposed to be able to do. Because the whole basis for them is wrong and this is the where scott adams you know oh he just can't imagine that all these dumb people on the internet were happened happen to be right about this one thing it's like well it's yes it's the people's automatic reaction but it's because hey vaccines don't work you know our 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 frequent contributor via twitter jay had a, a post about he's like more and more people are getting to the the point where they start looking into other vaccines oh wait that one was a fraud too that one was a fraud too this this whole scam that they've seen play out they assume this is the first time it's been done no this is the way it's been done for all of them just this was much faster and on a larger scale a little bit more egregious there's like they didn't even try to hide well they know they did they tried they literally tried to hide the data and trials well that's because this is the first time they've done any trials. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, no, everyone, you know, you just say it's so important that people need it without the trials. Safe and effective. And then you just say everyone needs it because it's working so well. And then you say, well, look at all the people that have had it and they're fine. People act like oh, they so. have a choice. They don't have a choice until 8 billion people are largely vaccinated. Yeah. You want to play that Bill Gates clip? Oh, uh, sure. Jingle. I can play. (laughs) I can, but it's just. uh, I I meant to greatest hits of Bill. I meant to have you play it after our Bill Gates clips, but you know we fired the producer. No, that's fine. You know I'm cited. Oh, it's a little quiet. Let's bluff it up here. It's just uh, somebody put something together to music. The it's a really great little video though because the moment the music, the beat kind of drops, it shows Bill getting hit in the face with a pie. You know, I'm cited as some you know mastermind, some evil yeah, plot in many many cases. So, what could cause an excess in a single year of 10 million deaths? Now, clearly, a, a big war could, and a pandemic, natural or or created by bioterror. Who's the bad guy here? Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. Well, this won't be the last pandemic that we face. You know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That will get attention this time. You had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. Well, he's dead, so... Uh, $300 million. Jeez. He's donated to all these various media organizations, which for sure 
has some sort of an impact on how they cover him. Big believer in getting the truth out. Gotta love Bill. He's a big believer in getting the truth out, as long as the truth is not the truth. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't have a book on his desk that says how to tell the truth with statistics. All right, what's next? Who's who's Perry Nicholson? Oh, this is lymph nodes. Yeah, the, I, I did get the lymph clips. Um, maybe we'll do the the health stuff after in the second half of show, so that it's uh, something not not where I'm going next, which is not very happy. Okay, um, where are we going? Have you ever heard of a guy named George Newmeyer? N e u m i e r right, M a y r. Okay, I I feel like I have a little, okay. but but I, but I don't know in what context. So, you know, I don't want to brag, but I'm Facebook friends with Tom Woods. Okay, and he so he's he's a Catholic. Humble I'm, brag. I'm not. Uh, so he he posts this, and he's not exactly a conspiracy theorist i mean he's a pretty like he's a libertarian but sure he i will say you know on covid stuff he's been great okay. like he he was definitely on our side of the fence oh um, yeah this on all guy. the covid stuff oh no so he so tom woods has a, a post that says um less than a month ago george treated my daughter elizabeth and me for coffee he had just reloc- relocated to florida at the time of his mysterious death, he was investigating pretty horrifying stuff, so this tweet from late last month is especially chilling. Rest in peace, George Newmeyer. And the tweet in question says, I'm dangling with some I'm tangling with some dangerous forces here. Should something happen to me, close readers of my tweets will know why. He the guy tweeted a lot. I'll say that. I'll just uh He's like about specific people in the church involved in the Catholic Church involved in uh, you know pedophile stuff, sex scandal stuff, um, blackmail, just all sorts of very specific things. He he retweets a tweet from someone else that says McCarrick is the Epstein of the church. About this guy, McCarrick. And so then he's got a, a tweet himself. Remember the time I discovered McCarrick's DC hideout? I knocked on the door, got past the housekeeper, and seriously debated going up to McCarrick's room on the second floor. Decided against that for in a criminal offense and death. Teddy might have shot me. And there's all these tweets of people joking with him. Uh, you know, replacing Epstein with him, like this ornament didn't hang itself. Uh, George Newmeyer didn't hang itself. And, you know, he talked about, uh, it's getting pretty intense. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Saying that he might be killed for what he was doing. And then he actually was killed. Well, so he... The official story is he died of malaria. Okay. Hmm. Which, okay. When was the last time? 
And he, he was in, um, I forget the country, but a, a, a place in Africa where, you know, people can get malaria. Uh, they also have ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and stuff to, to deal with malaria. And when was the last time you heard of a, a person like a Westerner dying, a Westerner dying of malaria. You don't hear about it with, you know, access to medical care and stuff. So I think it's a little, little fishy. And so I was trying to find out a little more about what he was doing. Uh, but the the fact that Tom Woods thinks something's up was a big, and knew him personally. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like it's just some random person saying, "Oh yeah," he, you know. He was making a documentary about child sex trafficking, and they killed him. Um, so I found episode one of his podcast, which started pretty recently, and I have a clip. You want to? Oh, wow! I just okay. played the intro. Or I've got the intro. It just says uh, George Newmeyer. It's the infiltrated. Welcome to the uh, first episode of Inf- that one. Yep. Infiltrated with George Newmeyer. I am George Newmeyer. I'm the author of The Political Pope, a senior editor at the American Spectator, and this is the first show we're gonna we're gonna um, use this show. Uh, first of all, to uh, draw attention to the infiltration of the Catholic Church by heretics, by leftists, by communists, by apostates, by charlatans, by creeps. Uh, this has, of course, been going on for quite some time in the Catholic Church, but very few people talk about it directly and openly, and we're going to do that on this show. We are going to use this uh, program, this podcast, as an instrument of, of change within the Catholic Church. We are going to use this program to drive out of the church all of these charlatans and frauds and degenerates and heretics who have ruined the Catholic Church, who have marred the Church of Jesus Christ, who have treated the the church like their personal fiefdom. We will not tolerate that. We are lay people. We are priests. Today on this show, uh, we are lucky to have Father James Altman, one of the great uh, uh, priests in in this country who was canceled by his bishop. He's perhaps the most famous canceled priest in, in the world. We're also joined by the producer of this podcast, Jim, Jim Mon, who uh, came up with this idea. He said, to, uh, Jim said to me, why don't we have Father Altman on uh, for this debut uh, podcast? And, and that's that was a great idea. Jim is a former uh, Wall Street uh, trader. He was the director of trading for BB&T Markets. He's also a Catholic activist and he's helping. He's going to produce. He's going to be the producer of this podcast. Thank you, Father Altman, for being here. I'm, let's just jump into this immediately. We're going to talk yeah. about this scandal involving Bishop uh, Nestout, Bishop Barry Nestout in Richmond, Virginia. And the scandal very precisely is this. Barry Nestout is the incoming chairman of the USCCB's, the United States Catholic Bishops uh, Committee for the Protection of Children and Young People. Now, that is outrageous. It is outrageous that he is the chairman of this group. Uh, for two reasons. One reason, he is a protege of Theodore McCarrick, who is one of the worst predators in the history of the Catholic Church. Uh, Nestow was the confidential private secretary for McCarrick for at least two years. In that capacity, he arranged appointments. He was the appointment secretary for McCarrick, which means he was arranging grooming sessions for McCarrick. He also, we believe, lived with McCarrick for a little while. And he also, uh, uh, you know, we know that at the time of his installation as Bishop of Richmond, 
he put, he incorporated into his ecclesiastical coat of arms a tribute to Theodore McCarrick. He used an element of Theodore McCarrick's coat of arms in his coat of arms, a golden lion. You can look this up. So at any rate, that's one reason why it's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous that he is the chairman of that bishop's committee for the for, against abuse. Uh, the second reason is something that I discovered as a reporter, which is I got a tip. Somebody told me that that Nestout has, you know, he he was uh, protecting a problem priest in the uh, the diocese of Richmond, and this person directed me to a an article from 2003 in the Richmond Times Dispatch, which showed that a father Wayne Ball had committed a public sexual offense. He was caught in a in a public park in Richmond. I think a few days before Thanksgiving in 2003, uh, he was caught in a car, in a parked car, having sex with another man, and he was nabbed by police. So it goes into that whole story and how Nestout protected that guy and kept him as a... So not exactly the person you want in charge of rooting out... Yeah, it reminds me of the Amber Alert system lady. Yeah. They put the the gal who was trying to smuggle a dozen uh, um, countries, slip of my name, I need help, Haitians out of uh, Mm. Haiti uh, who work for the Clinton Foundation. Uh, They arrested her, uh, actually detained her at the border, asked her why she had all these children. She had no real good answer. Um, I don't. I think she was detained. I don't know if she was actually arrested. Uh, the children were not allowed to leave the country, and she went on to head the. Uh, I did not a- know that Amber Alert system. I knew the the Haiti story and the child. I did not know she was in charge of the Amber Alert system. I've never liked the Amber Alert system. No, I feel like they're. It's always like. It feels like it's always some custody dispute type agreed. That's deal. Agreed. Yeah, that's um, agreed. That's a good point. So it's like if if you're going to tell me there's a kidnapping, it needs to be a kidnapping, not like you know, mom's scared of yeah, dad or or vice versa. You know, right? I don't know. That's. I never liked the Amber Alert system, and I have even less reason to like it now. Yeah, well, let me see. Before I, I'm doing this all based off of memory. I don't have anything in front of me, so I'm kind of panicking quickly looking at it. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So that's so. There's probably listeners that know a lot more about that story than yeah. I do because I just Laura Silsby, Haitian orphans would be rescuer, serial rule breaker. Uh, she was contradicts that this is from NPR hard for her lawyer to argue that (laughs) yeah but she was the Amber Alert thing was trying to find it uh... (laughs) as soon as you look up that lady's name though it goes straight to the yeah yeah, the refugee case it's kind of hard to find Anyway, I, I recognize her name, but uh, anyway, if anyone knows more information on, on the story that I played the clip from, that's let a me wild know. story, I'd, man. I'd be interested. So, yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't directly tie in, but I've got a couple 
uh, kind of related horrible stories. I'm not going to read this one. I don't have Netflix. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the show The Watcher? No, I don't think so. I don't recommend it, but Vigilant Citizen did a breakdown on it. Okay. So it's a uh, rituals and adrenochrome, the dark meaning of The Watcher, oh, no. a Netflix series based on a true story. Oh, no. So they have actual letters that were sent to this real-life family, like in the show. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they, you know, Netflix it up, I'm sure. I'm sure they make every the family interracial and everything else. But now I'm joking about that. But there's <laughs> these super creepy letters um, that showed up. And it's like, uh, do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Just creepy Whoa. as all get out. So there is kind of a new, or the theory that's kind of outlined in the show is that it was a, uh, basically a pedophile cult that was involved in harassing these people Hmm. and that there was, because there's all these stories that came from the family that was in that house before and this family and the police were in on it and yeah it's messed up it sounds messed so up. i'm not i'm not recommending the show i'm recommending the vigilant citizen article gotcha so since her release from detention in haiti laura silsby has returned to idaho in 2015 she married and took the last name gaylor silsby is currently employed by software company alert sense as their vice president of marketing alert sense works with the federal government on fema's integrated public alert and warning system one of ipod's functions is to issue amber alerts during kidnapping events you cannot make this crap up i'm glad <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I have a memory that uh, did, yeah. not, did not fail me on that one. Yeah, that's... But that hmm. sounds sounds like the same type of deal, right? You got the... Yeah, uh, you would think like any... Um, any any priest at all? Any that, brush. You can't find someone to put in charge of the kidnapping alert system that's never been arrested, arrested for, for kidnapping. kidnapping. <laughs> 30 children. Same thing with the priest, though. You can't find a priest yeah. that uh, wasn't the protege of the worst priest pedophile. Right. Uh, to, to put in charge of the, let's make sure there's no more of this going on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. They'll never suspect it. Was it George, so. George W. Bush's brother worked for security for the World Trade Center towers? That's, that seems normal. Yeah. Seems yeah. normal. They'll never suspect it. Yeah, these... <laughs> So, unfortunately, it's a, even worse than small aircraft and hot tubs. If you want to have a long life, like investigating uh, allegations within the Catholic Church, probably not the way to go. Or any but, type of pedophile filia at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's. But, in, you know, the people who do it, more power to you. Yeah. So, it's. So. Have you, I got. I can't. I got to find this page. Hold on a second. It, like, I didn't think this would be on topic. I was actually looking at this before the show started. There was a Las Vegas judge who was just recently found dead. Uh, I ha- I have one more. Do you want me to do that while you pull that up? I have one more on the same topic. 
general topic. Y- yeah, sure. This is the one I, I did want to read part of this one. Uh, this is also from Vigilant, Vigilant Citizen. And I feel like this ties together. Like, I mean, we've been talking about Ukraine as being uh, some sort of hot horrific. Of, yeah. Yeah. Hotbed of prostitution, drug running, uh, uh, weapons running. Yeah. The whole, bi- bio you know, weapons research. Yeah. The whole money laundering. The whole thing. But, uh, yeah. One of the most corrupt places in the world and that's it's a very corrupt world so saying something uh there's something terribly wrong with gorsad kiev i might be pronouncing that wrong and it's worse than balenciaga mm. uh, uh brace yeah brace yourself but you're gonna have to look at these pictures oh no um, gorsad kiev is a collective of photographers that collaborates with the world's largest brands apparently Everybody's ignoring the fact that their work revolves around the graphic abuse and sexualization of children. Even worse, some of these models appear to be actual victims of child trafficking. And he goes into Is this their... related to Jamie Lee Curtis's deal? <coughs> you know, I don't... Uh, unless it's... I don't remember that being in the article. Okay. But did you see uh, what happened with her just recently? I, I saw something about it. I didn't look into it. So she posts. Sorry, we we're all over this today. We got some real <sighs> dark stuff to talk about. But the uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis posted a, f- a photo, and this is what happens when you become a like a lifelong criminal. You forget about the stuff that you're doing that's wrong, and she like posts a picture of her new table and chairs on Instagram. Look at my table and chairs. But it's the internet, and so people are like, "Hey, what's going on with this picture in the background?" There is a three foot. Uh, yeah, probably about 36 inch, maybe a little bit bigger, uh, photograph framed on the wall of a naked girl in a box. Oh, great. Yeah. Just right behind her kitchen table. And you can't see any genitals or anything like that. So it's not that distasteful. Although a child in a box naked, is distasteful. Um, yes. They, uh, people start freaking out and she removes it (laughs) and then comes back and says, Hey, you know, somebody gave literally the excuse was, Oh, this is a photo that was given to me like 20 years ago. I I don't want to offend anybody. So I took it down. Okay. There you go. Hmm. (laughs) Well, so all right, uh, let's see. So Gors- Gorsad Kiev is a photography collective consisting of three artists, Victor Vasiliev, Marina, or Maria Romaniuk, and Olik Romaniuk, based in Kiev, or Kiev, however you want to say it. Ukraine, the group has collaborated with many galleries, magazines, musicians, and brands such as ID Vice, Dazed and Confused, Skim Milk, Hood by Hair, Ariel Pink, and others. In 2022, Gorsad Kiev was named in Photo Vogue's list of 100 next great fashion image makers. One only needs to look at a few of the pictures taken by Gorsad to realize one thing. There's something terribly wrong with them. Everything about their work refers directly to pedophilia, child abuse, and sex trafficking. 
Many children in these pictures appear deeply unwell as if they are actual victims of human trafficking that are constantly drugged and abused. These photos. Yeah. Instead of being alarmed by these pictures, industry experts actually celebrate Gorsad and reward them with lucrative contracts. And since the Ukraine war, the collective is touted as freedom fighters by the media as it urges people to support them with donations. Are you crazy? Why does the industry love Gorsad so much and why, why aren't they being investigated by the police? Well, when one realizes that their works are also replete with the cult elite's satanic symbolism, one realizes one important fact. They're part of the same sick culture. Here's the collective's favorite themes. Uh, theme one, aggressively sexualizing children. Uh, so... These are Instagram photos again? Good night. These are... Yeah, these were like exhibitions from them. This is not... He, Let me read his disclaimer. Um, I'm going to disclaim our audience. Don't click on the link unless you've prayed up and are willing to look at the dark side for real, for real. Yeah. Let me see his... Okay. He says, This is one of these articles where I don't feel comfortable posting pictures because they're so vile. However, this insanity needs to be exposed for what it is or it will keep going due to general indifference. I did not dig these pictures from some obscure website. The following pictures are proudly exposed in trendy exhibitions, major fashion magazines, and all over social media accounts. And so there is a young girl like in her underwear. You know, there's, there's a, this is not as, graphic in the same way but there's a little pink balloon like a kid would have with a chain attached to it there's a girl in handcuffs sitting behind something i don't even know what that is but uh but she's chained and bruised and then two girls chained next to each other with a a cheese grater looking thing in front and there's a, a young girl with her, her back to you with a see-through backpack with a, a sex toy in it. I mean, it's just disgusting stuff that they... <coughs> I mean, it's really... It is really bad. It's, and yeah, some, I, I, I thought, a, a little tiny girl uh, uh, with with a bloody nose, like someone just smacked her around, but she's got a big smile on her, on her face. Like, it's just... Ugh. I mean, it's really bad. So yeah, it, I thought the it makes Balenciaga look uh, look worse than Balenciaga. I thought that was an exaggeration, but no, it's worse than Balenciaga. Page, it's worse. Yeah. So they uh, one little boy. Oh come on, man! <laughs> with six 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 scribbled on his forehead, like. A, wh- Another boy posing next to a goat, holding the goat horn. So it's very, very satanic. I mean, like full on satanic. Yeah. Along with being exploitative of of children. It's just, and this is like freedom fighters in Ukraine, donate your money to them. It's insane. So this is, I didn't chase it. Support Ukraine, but the, you know, this is. 
your money's going to places like this. The tax dollars at work there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't chase it down, but there's a lot of uh, noise about Ukrainian officials being arrested for, you know, with all kinds of like luxury cars, and you know, they're all taking the money and doing what they want with it. Yeah, foreign aid is. taking money from poor people in rich countries and giving it to people to rich people in poor countries. That's foreign aid, but, and buying extra products from the military industrial complex there. Oh, but they're getting tanks now. Isn't that great? (laughs) Oh, speaking of tanks, I got a clip here. Hold on a sec. Uh, You know, did you have your other story that, that was didn't I say a story? Oh, yeah. Hold on a sec. See if I can find it before we jump into Ukraine. My fault. Okay, almost there. Keep it going. Veritas is going to blow up the internet. Ah, here we go. A Las Vegas judge who was working to expose a pedophile ring was found dead. Las Vegas judge Melanie Andres Tobiasen was working to expose an underage sex ring in the city. She had been found dead. She was 53. The mother of three was reportedly found dead Friday, according to 8 News Now. Thought it was, though it was unclear how, it was unclear where or how she died, officials have already declared the judge committed suicide. Um, so... And this is Las Vegas? Yes. Someone who was working to expose the pedophile ring found dead. It's like a dog whistle for me. I hear it from miles away. <gasps> what was that? Yeah. I, so I have to go investigate. And uh, sure enough, there seems to be a lot here. Uh, she had actually just filed. When is this? Well, not just. But in August 31st, 2020, she filed uh, before the Nevada Commission on Judi- Judicial Discipline. Uh, formal statement of charges comes now Brad C. Tom Bradley prosecuting, but she actually comes up with factual allegations. Her daughter was invited to take place in some weird things at a specific uh, place called Top Notch there in Las Vegas. Top Notch uh, needed to let's see. I mean, I have the whole I have the whole thing in front of me. In the summer of 2015, respondent's 16 year old daughter began to frequent a Las Vegas business establishment. This is a court document. But in the reports, uh, respondent's opinion was in fact an unlicensed club which had on a regular basis young high school girls hanging out in the club and dancing at times on stripper poles. After learning about the club, the respondent staked out the establishment where she recorded license plates, vehicle makes, and models of patrons. The respondent even trailed some of the patrons home to determine where they lived. Soon after, the respondent also reached the conclusion that Shane Valentine was a pimp running underage prostitution ring out of the top-notch club. In or about uh, July 2015, respondent began to contact a number of uh, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police vice detectives and asked them to investigate top notch at times when metro detectives would visit her chambers to request she authorized search warrants unrelated to top notch respondent would tell them that top notch was an unlicensed club which was running underage prostitution ring and they should immediately investigate the illegal activities at top notch during the late summer of 2015 respondent's teenage daughter began to work at top notch and be- respondent became gravely concerned that her daughter may be involved uh, drinking drugs and using prostitution uh anyway so she pushes and pushes. Uh, the sheriff at the time is now the governor, I think, of uh, Nevada. 
<laughs> and he was also the sheriff at the time of the Las Vegas shooting. Hmm. Now she's, Oh, he was something else, man. Yep, and now she's dead. That's weird. Yeah. That's not super cool. Throw this link in the show notes so that people can see the actual court case if they prefer. Yeah. Well, it's kind of an old school RN segment there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I can't talk about that stuff every week. It, no, it's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, no, it's, uh, it's important stuff. I mean, you know, if people like us don't talk about people that get killed for trying to stop that stuff, who is going to talk about it? The mainstream media is certainly not, you know, it's people need to be at least recognized after they're dead, preferably given support before they end up end up dead but absolutely but we're sending uh, some tanks to ukraine now so yeah yeah it's just the, it's the uh gop's top priority and i think most republicans as mitch mcconnell said their top priority is support for ukraine <laughs> like, oh. oh man well it's you know the thing about it is a lot of people are warning like hey if you start giving tanks to ukraine we're basically fully supporting them in a war effort, which could lead to World War III. Maybe don't give them tanks. And then, you know, they're like, no, no, Joe Biden, you know, he can figure this out. He can do it. Uh, here's Joe Biden in January. The idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews just understand, and don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War Three. Okay? That's Joe Biden, last January. Huh. So he just, oh, okay. Yeah. If, you, if you send in the uh, planes... Just trains. a year ago. A year's a long time. You know. Yeah. Like a lot can change. Don't, don't... Remember uh, no boots on the ground? Yeah. yeah. Well, no boots on the ground, said Obama. There's still boots on the ground. I'm, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a joke. I'm serious. No, no boots on the ground. It's World War Three. Not a joke. Yeah. Ay, All right. We got to do something. We got to break. We got to break. It's time to break. Okay. Here, how about like a yes, time for break. Quick story. That's It's not a happy story, but it's not a not on those that level. All right. Hold on a second. My dad used to go on Sunday mornings to the uh, to the donut shop, and he would bring back a, a big bunch of donuts. But there would always be a couple of chocolate donuts. I take the chocolate donuts and lick them, and put them put back, them back, in, back the in the box. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right, rest think, in peace, Jordan. You think? Well, he's not resting in peace, but maybe. maybe you he, think he took the vaccine in California? I don't. I don't know, man. He didn't have the best discernment on what was real and what was a bad idea. All right. Uh, <laughs> corporate suicide watch. Harley or, Davidson. Or on, or on the right of, uh, kind of donuts to claim for yourself. No. <laughs> the, the, on the type of story to tell about yourself to make yourself seem like, you know, a good... I don't know what the point of that story was. <laughs> From his perspective. Like. Oh, I think he's trying to say something. About, okay, what do we got? What do we got? What's going on? What do we got? All right. All right. 
I want you okay before before I read this story. Uh-huh. Picture in your mind a typical Harley Davidson riding person. Okay, got it. Done. All right. Corporate suicide watch. Harley Davidson plans to go all electric. Oh my <laughs> this gosh. comes from American Thinker. I can't think of a worse example of a corporate CEO misreading his customer base than this. <laughs> at, at some point in time, Harley Davidson will be all electric, the executive. Uh, Jokin Zietz recently told Dizen, but that's a long-term transition that needs to happen. It's not something you do overnight. Zietz's pronouncement seems guaranteed to make a not insignificant portion of the manufacturer's customer base cringe, like 100% of them. <laughs> For many enthusiasts, the thing that really sets a Harley apart from the other motorcycles, American-made or otherwise, is a thunderously loud internal combustion engine. Blah, 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 Literally the only thing. There's a South Park. Do you, do you think people are buying them for the poorly placed, <laughs> uncomfortable handlebars? This and is, this is a South Park episode is really funny. It's crude. I don't recommend people watch it, but they roll. A bunch of bikers roll up to the stop sign, and people are trying to talk, and all they hear is <laughs> and eventually they like get off the bikes and they walk into like a, a place, and then as soon as somebody doesn't start saying something they don't like, they're like. <laughs> without their motorcycles anyway it's pretty much that is hilarious because people who ride harleys or ride in motorcycle quote-unquote gangs and doesn't have to be gangs just a group of motorcycle riders love the sound of loud motorcycle pipes from internal combustion engines if they wanted electric motorcycles they would ride they would not be riding harleys in the first place yeah like you could let the Suzuki go all electric, and that that might be well. There is there acceptable is, to some Su- Suzuki riders. No, hundred percent. There is sport yeah. bike riders. Uh, there's actually a sport bike called the Zero. Uh, yeah. It's all electric, and it's uh, it's got its own its own little deal. It's kind of cool, but yeah, it's not. I, I, I mean, they're they're small enough that you could still get. You're not sacrificing a whole lot going electric from like a. a speed perspective or you know but i, I talked but to it for talk, harley's in yeah. particular it just it does does not work i talked about it with somebody and they're like look you know I, it's all cool and all you want to make an electric motorcycle and they have an instantaneous torque it's kind of kind of cool but you realize like a typical motorcycle gets like 50 to 80 miles per gallon <laughs> right like, yeah it's like, <laughs> who cares if it's yeah. electric or not yeah it's already pretty fuel efficient, although I, I'm guessing Harleys are probably the least yeah, sure. fuel efficient of sure. any motorcycle you could get, which uh, is kind of the because, point. Because the aerodynamics of the people on top of them. Oh, <laughs> gosh, that was bad. My fault. My fault. <laughs> hey, yeah. t- that was Tim. Yeah, that I did was not me. pick any fights with me. the Harley yeah. motorcycle me. gangs. My there. fault. Yeah. My fault. <laughs> They're big men, and I should not have said that. I apologize. But, uh, yeah, and. That's a good anyway, one. Anyway, that's a, yeah. It, Harley's remind me of my boss when I was in Korea. Okay. He was one of the only people in the country with the Harley. Had it shipped over. So. When he, when he was so. sitting at the stoplight, was he blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think he was, yeah. 
All right. Thank you guys for listening. We are a listener-supported podcast. We only take donations. We don't have anything that we run for ads. We're not advertising Zero Bikes or Harleys or any of that stuff. We're just talking about them. So uh, we do get most of our stories from uh, kind of perusing the internet from our, our, our favorite spots. But we also get stories that are sent to us. There's a couple of people in particular who send us quite a few stories. And then uh, others who give us feedback on, hey, this is what's going on with pilots. This is what's going on with these people. This is what's going on with them. This is how the show works. You send us information. We report on it and uh, give give our opinions on it. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. Also, please send some prayers. Uh, just pray, pray that the both of our houses stay healthy and that things uh, move along okay here in the Hoffman slash Kilkenny houses. So um, we also do take uh, donations that are monetary that keeps the pirate ship afloat so to speak that helps to uh, pay for things and uh, helps pay, pay a little bit uh, extra for the time that is spent doing this with servers and all of that and time and upload and andrew's research and everything else all uh, in this day and age every little bit helps so we appreciate it there are options through paypal or give Singo if you want to do like five bucks a month or something like that and we have several people who do that so thank you to all of you who do and you can even do like those bank check things we have a p.o box however you want to donate Go to the website, there's PayPal, there's Give Sin Go, there's Buy Me a Coffee, and then there is the P.O. Box. So this week, we have a short, pretty short list again. Uh, we have a guy named Danny from Medford, Oregon, <laughs> who has donated $25. Thank yes, you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Yep. Indeed. And then we have another gentleman named Caleb, who has given his customary... 52 shows a year, Kilkenny, $52. <laughs> so we appreciate yes. him from Batavia, Ohio. Caleb, of course, one of the first donors that came to us via Will at the Truth is Stranger in Fiction, who mm-hmm. donated to the show having never listened, which was yeah, uh, a, a high point in Andrew's life, I think. But, Andrew, But he's still listening. So now he was, listens, yeah. 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 But it, Andrew, even better. <laughs> Andrew was just blown away that anybody would donate to anything that they had never listened to, but he was that much of a of a Will follower. He was like, "Yeah, I'm in." So yeah, if, if Will if Will likes you, I do too. So that That's was perfect. It was great, and uh, yeah, just got an email from Caleb with some some old school videos from Will, and I think at least one of them I hadn't seen before. So yeah, it was thank you, Caleb. Very cool. And then our last donation, this one, those two came via Give Sin Go. And our last donation came via PayPal. It was uh, $100, and that was from a gentleman named Chris who lives out in the West Georgia Mountains. So thank you very much, Chris, for the $100. And that's it. That's a wrap for episode uh, 306 of Revelations Radio News. That's all the the donors for the week. I I will say I I do have a gripe. Oh, no. Okay, I'm ready. I do have a gripe. Uh I... I requested that people send me advice on the uh, doing the flushing of the tankless hot water heater. Nobody took you up on it. No one took me up on it. Well, I feel and like... okay. Well, it exploded. Okay, you want to hear the story? I, I, I. It's a short story. Okay, um, I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> so I get. I got the kit. Uh-huh. Ordered the kit. Yep. It took a while to come in, and the kit was basically just a pump and some hoses and some chemicals, which I didn't use. I used vinegar, Okay. Uh, which turned out to be a wise move, mm. as you'll find out. So I 
you know, I, I get everything set up. I watch all the YouTube videos. Everything's going smoothly. Um, I go back out there to uh, disconnect it. And it's like, okay, you got to disconnect from the, from the maintenance nozzle thing. Mm-hmm. And then turn the, but keep the other hose still in the hot water side. Right. Turn the cold water, the normal cold water tap back on to kind of flush it out. So I just turned it on like full blast instantly. And the hose, it was like in a, you know, a cartoon or something with the hose going like flopping all over the place like a snake and spewing um, brown water spewing basically vinegar all over me so that was (laughs) (laughs) all over the garage all over me you know my I had to like go start a load of laundry with all my sweatshirt and clothes and just soaked in vinegar just smelled like Smelled like vinegar, but I'm glad it wasn't the uh, the chemicals. Absolutely. So, Two things. One, most yeah. people don't, many people don't know this, but vinegar is amazing at getting smells out of laundry. So if you have anything that has a tough smell, putting vinegar in it will neutralize almost anything. Mm. And then number two, I could just see you dripping wet coming in the house and your your wife is like, how did it go out there? It went fine. It went fine. And she's, did you... Did you make a no, salad? This, Did you make a salad out there? Is there somebody having a salad out there? <laughs> no, it was, this, this was done. Uh, the date was chosen when no one was else was home, so this was okay. A strategic enough. decision. Uh-huh. Didn't want to soak so, anybody else in vinegar. Yeah. So then I I was happy with that. Family first. And then um, my wife's in the the living room and our you know. 13-month-old house with the one-year warranty. Oh, no. And she's like, why is there a giant crack in the ceiling? So... Oh, no. Should we be worried about the crack in the ceiling? That's that's my homeowner question of the day. How, well, how, okay, how big is the crack? It goes across the entryway hallway. Okay. And how wide is it? Like I mean, wide enough to see... Oh, I didn't have to see. So it's like a hairline fracture. Thing yeah. To you. Yeah. Is it straight? No. Eh, that's unfortunate. I don't know. I mean, I lived in a house. It's not going to help, but I lived in a house that had a crack in the ceiling, but it was built in 1964. Yeah. <laughs> this, this house was built in 2021. Yeah. You're the great 2021 year of our Lord. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess you could call the builder, but he's done with his one-year warranty. Well, yeah. So he is actually a super nice guy and is like, look, if it's you know, 13 months or 14 months or whatever, if something's going on, let us know. So I'll, I will let him know, but... You know, technically, <laughs> we're on our own. But. Sure. Okay. Well, fair enough. And it's I like, know. well, what are they going to? I mean, you know, if it's not a dangerous situation, are they going to be like, yeah, let us tear tear everything apart and put it back together again? Yeah, I don't know. 
That is... Uh, yeah, they'll probably downplay it, but unless it is something serious, then he'll be worried about it, I think. So at least you'll get that thing crossed off, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. That it's not serious. Yeah, that would be be good. And then it like the front door entryway, though. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's from the last experience of like things people notice when they buy a house. This is definitely going to be noticed. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no plans to sell anytime soon. So not not a big deal. But sure, sure. Um, what was I going to say? I was oh. Well, I guess we'll end the, wrap up the segment there. Yes. Oh, and uh, so yes, we Wait, appreciate we the donations. Some emails we need to read. Let's check. And then um, also, uh, prayers appreciated. Coming up, we should have shows in between. But uh, my youngest daughter's getting ear tubes put wow. back in uh, February eighth. So okay. prayers for that would be appreciated that both that the procedure would go well but also that it would do what it's supposed to do so help her not be not get ear infections and be sick all the time so yeah amen amen to that oh oh i don't even know if you've gotten this one i'll have to forward it on to you but i got a uh, an email from our great friend uh syra Oh, that's her email. Her, yeah. Okay. I guess I won't say it out loud, but I'll tell you about this later. But anyway, uh, I've been seeing a naturopath who specializes in lymph massage and has quite the Lyme story. Here are a couple links. Hope you find her helpful. Uh, And if you find yourself in the Reno Tahoe area, let me know and I'll hook you up. Sorry about the links email sent with no note i keep trying to write my story instead of what i really want to convey but basically i've started dealing with parasite portion of what i feel i had exposure to it's been like completing a link in the chain of healing so there we go very cool lymph massage from uh our good friend syra i will forward this over to you now andrew yeah yeah that sounds good a couple of links there and then what else do we got I think that's it for now. Unless there was other stuff that came in that didn't come through the website. So I think it was in the regular email. I'll double check. Yeah, I've got a, a folder. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's actually a great transition to the lymph. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the lymph stuff. So we could move on. But, there, yes, there were. We appreciate all the. All the good emails. Um, got some good stuff from uh, Dave, as usual, in the cold and drizzly suburb of Boston, Massachusetts. Absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, let's let's go into because there are. It was a good episode, and people, if they're interested, should go listen to the full um, Extreme Health Radio. Okay. interview with this guy okay. should be easy to find um, but let me make sure it's Perry Nicholson is his name and I, I not super easy to clip but hopefully 
get some good information, I can kind of talk about the rest. But uh, let's do uh, the just clip one there. How lime or how lymph moves in the body? Lymph moves a couple different ways. The primary ways that the lymphatics move without you paying attention to it is movement. So human movement moves lymph. So I tell people, if you sit all the time and you don't move a lot, you're going to become stagnant because you're not moving, right? So I tell people, just move more of yourself, more often, more ways, more environments. That's why rebounding or jumping up and down feels so great because you're moving a lot of stuff when you Mm -hmm. do that, right? And rebounding is something that you can really do nicely to help lymphatics. And I'll tell you how to get even better results when you do the reset first, So movement moves length and then also breathing. So particularly diaphragmatic breathing, breathing from the diaphragm muscle in your lower rib cage, because that increases pressure in the body. And when you increase and decrease pressure in the body through breathing, guess what you move? Fluid, right? Interesting. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's why diaphragm breathing is so important because diaphragm breathing is a pressure pump and it actually moves your internal organs a lot. And most of your lymphatics are located in your abdomen, in your gut, because that's where 70 to 80% of your immune system lives. So nature's pretty smart. And it knows that if you have 70 to 80% of your immune system in your gut, let me put most of your lymph there. (laughs) So if you have a chronic illness problem, an autoimmune issue, chronic inflammation, I already know you got a lymph problem. I already know you got a gut problem right out of the gate because you have those things. I just have to see how much, how, how long you've had it, how in depth. So right. those are the two primary things. So let's take a look at this. People don't move a lot now. So you get stagnation because mm-hmm. you're not moving. And then people forget how to or don't breathe through the diaphragm anymore. They breathe mostly through their neck and their lungs. So they lose the pump. And then they're over breathing, they're hyperventilating. So they're not having a lot of fluid move at the same time. So you just shut down two of your primary ways to move the pump. And what can happen is that I have people that come in to see me uh, all the time who say, Doc, I'm a ninja at breathing, man. I I do it all the time (laughs) and I move all of the time, but I'm still not well. I'm still sick. And shouldn't that be enough to move my lymphatics? Uh And then my answer is, yes, should be is the correct phrase. Sometimes that's not enough because the system is so overwhelmed and so blocked that it can't move without manual assistance. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think I kind of thought it was right up your alley with some of, you know, move yeah for sure doing some movement, exercise but, but also the breathing breathing yeah yeah the breathing so. is interesting i think i noticed that you know i've been trying to deal with an anger problem for much of my life and you know some, i'm a higher strung type of person i just started to to be aware of breathing it's like wow i'm taking really shallow breaths right now why is that how do I stop myself, take deeper breaths and help relax? And one of the first things, if you ever read about trying to use breath control to calm yourself down is that they say, you know, use your stomach, stick your stomach out, you know, get, hmm. let the air fill your, you know, use your diaphragm and and breathe that way. 
because if you do a constant kind of lifting of your chest and that, that just, I don't know, it just tenses up or whatever. But anyway, interesting to think that that would also have a healing effect with lymph in the immune system. Yeah. And it's interesting how it all ties together, right? If you're stressed out and angry. Right. Yeah, of course. How that's, yeah. there's very, you know, clear <laughs> physical medical reasons why that causes sickness and causes sickness. So, Absolutely. Uh, so that is kind of the intro. And then what he's referring to as far as the uh, manually moving or clearing blockages is kind of the next section. So we talked about this a little bit last time, but I'll let him explain it a little bit more. Uh, so he calls it the big six, which is the collarbone behind the ear, those lymph, lymph sure. areas, shoulders, uh, well, where the shoulders connect to the chest, stomach, groin, and behind the knees. But uh, so we'll, I don't have the whole section clipped, but we'll do the uh, where he goes through step one and some other information here. You're going to start at spot number one. So spot number one, I've combined above and below the collarbone. So it's one spot because okay. all the lymph is going to drain to the collarbone. So one of the first things we look for for people is a lot of puffiness above the collarbone. Okay. If I see puffiness above the collarbone, you got a big, big issue with your lymph, whole body okay. issue. So you can use your fingers, you can use your hand, you can use whatever part you feel comfortable with. So what I want you to do is we're going to start on the left side first, because that's where most of the lymphatics drain. Okay. I want you to take your hand and just put it flat over your collarbone. So your fingers are above the collarbone and your palm is below the collarbone. Okay. And all I want you to do right there is to start rubbing your hand, your whole hand over the collarbone, above the collarbone, right? And below the collarbone, any direction you want. I don't care which direction you do. I like circles a lot. Okay. I'll do circles to the left. I'll do circles to the right. I'll make starburst. You can do hieroglyphics. I don't care what you do (laughs) as long as you work it. And people say, how long do you work it? (laughs) Well, you play around with it. I usually do that for about 10 seconds. Okay. And then I use something that I learned from studying in Eastern medicine. I learned from studying Qigong, and it's also highly neurologically effective. It's a form of vibration. It's called tapping. Okay. All I right. want you to do is keep your whole hand over the collarbone like that. And all I want you to slap and tap that area with your hand 10 times. Okay. Don't hurt yourself. All right. Got it. So that's going to open up the left side, which means that all those other flow points are going to start sending stuff to it because you just opened it up. You understand? Got that one. Yep. So now take your left hand and go on the right collarbone, go above and below and do your 10 things. Okay. Okay. And then do 10 taps. Okay. So you start with left and then go to right. Yeah. Now, really, it, it really doesn't matter if you do left or right. If you do, if you switch it up, you know, your head's not going to explode and things are going to go wrong. I just okay. do the left more. I do the left first because that's where 75% of the lymph goes. It's closer to your heart. So okay. I usually do the left side before the right side. 
Now, when you do this whole procedure of six, do you do it like once or twice a day or what do you do? Once a day is easy enough. And I highly encourage you to only start with once a day because you don't know how you're going to react to it. Okay. Right. So you want to see if you get a detox, but okay. in relationship to the body, more isn't better. Better is better. Okay. If you get the stuff moving, that's great. And you know, it only takes you literally a minute when you get good at this. Uh, but I will tell you that I give this to people to do before they work out because it gets the blood flow and lymph flow going and it stimulates all the primary joints. So whatever you work out, you're going to have a better workout. Okay. And then I also tell people they can do it after they work out because when you work out, you uh, increase metabolic waste in your body. And uh-huh. if you do it afterwards, you'll get the waste out faster, get blood flowing quicker, and you'll recover faster. So you can go back to doing what you love to do and you won't be as sore. Okay, right? good, good. Got so it. that's spot one. All right. Got that one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. To, I mean, it's a two hour podcast. So it's, yep. yeah, it's, he's a talker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll. If if you're up for it, we could stop there. We can do no, two good. through. I've got a clip with two through four. If you want to hear that, no, it's it's good. It's uh, what we do know. How do I put this? What we have learned since 2020 is that our medical establishment over here, not on everything, but on most things, <laughs> is either willfully ignorant or trying to hurt us. Yeah, <laughs> and. What we have learned is that there's a lot of other holistic type of things, health, uh, Eastern stuff that, you know, may have some bearing. All those wives' tales or things they used to do back in the old days, uh, some of them might be true. So, you know, anything anything like this is kind of interesting to, to come across. I came so, across an interesting one on Twitter. Sorry to keep going, but I came oh, across an interesting no, one ahead. on Twitter this last week, which made me think of you. Uh, as a matter of fact... Next time your wife comes over here, maybe send her some, uh, send her a little baggie of copper. See how I can, how because I think you have enough like for four people for a lifetime, don't you? I mean, yeah, decent, I mean, yeah. yeah send, send I'm happy copper. to send you some copper. But I, I came up with an interesting one the other day. Somebody on Twitter, so a, a, a woman in the libertarian kind of circles who finds uh, men with gray hair attractive, and she said that whoever's telling all these men to stop, start taking copper. Should they better stop because apparently copper <laughs> stops gray hair growth, which I didn't know. So, yeah, copper deficiency uh, symptom was gray hair growth. So, anyway, uh, but anyway, like I said, these these clips are always helpful because we don't know what's going on and we're trying to figure it out on our own. And you find some interesting stuff to bring to the show. Yeah, yeah. One on the note of like, you know, maybe older people know what they're talking about and mm. other cultures and what have you mm-hmm. in Korea, they have these hiking trails just all through the cities um, with these little like workout areas up on top of oh, the yeah. mountains. And these old men go up there like right before the sun comes up. So they're up at the top and they like slap themselves I in the chest and that. stuff and, yeah, and forgot about that. you know yell at the sun and yeah. whatever as it comes up so you're <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff you're accomplishing i didn't realize the lymph thing uh you know i just figured out oh, it's probably good you're getting the this first sunlight and, and setting your your natural sleep cycles and all that with the seeing the sunlight see, seeing the sun go up seeing it go down but uh yeah it was I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's something I've seen too. They get this, you know, they 
take their shirts off, get in the sun, start slapping their chest, oh. slapping their neck. That's crazy. So I was on a, in the middle of a pretty long hike, you know, like a, I don't know, 10 mile hike or whatever. Sure. Run into these two Korean guys. One of them can speak English pretty well. The other one couldn't. But the one who couldn't was chain smoking mm-hmm. while hiking like 10 miles out. And he was like 70 something years old. Like yeah. going super fast. I'm like, oh man. So He, he was o- overweight too, right? No, he was not overweight. <laughs> he was, but uh, for some reason, yeah, never the fat guy that chain smokes while he hikes. I don't know. <laughs> never the fat guy. No. So it was impressive in its own way. There, it but, is. It is. Yeah. I, I smoked for a time in my early twenties, and I didn't enjoy walking while smoking. But yeah. those dudes who grew up with it, I guess that's just how it is. Yeah. So all right, we'll play the or the two through four there. Okay. Now spot two, we're going to go to the largest lymph node in the neck. It's at the top of the neck. It's on the side of the neck, right behind the angle of the jaw and below the lobe of the ear. There's this little pocket that sits up there right behind the angle of the jaw. That's where the largest lymph node in the neck sits. And that's the one that takes the toxins from the brain and the face. Okay. So what you're going to do is I want you to take your fingers. So take your right hand and put it right up at the top of the neck on the side behind the angle of the jaw. And I want you to rub your fingers up and down or do circles right there. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That one, that one's the one really nice. That one's sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. It is for most people. And you're going to get a double win there because that's where the vagus nerve exits down into the neck from the skull. And the vagus nerve is the number one nerve to control inflammation in the body and decrease the stress response. Okay, good. I was going to ask you about the biggest number. Okay, cool. Yeah. So here's the cool thing, man. When you do spot one and spot two, you just did a turbo boost to your vagus nerve at the same time. You can double check the wind box. I love right? that. Okay. Yeah. Now do a little bit of tapping on that spot with just your fingers. Go okay. light here because it's, it's close to the neck. I don't want you to get dizzy. I don't want you to get nauseous. If tapping you don't like, just rub a little longer. Okay. Got it. Now take your left hand and go over to the right side of the neck right behind the angle of the jaw, right below the lobe of the ear, at the top of the neck, and do your rubs. And then I want you to do some light tapping or rub a little longer if you don't like tapping. So now everything from your face and your brain is going to start to drain now on its own because I just unclawed the toilet. I like that. All right. Okay. Then if you want, you can keep working your way up the face. That's what we show you, right? Okay. Um, and then so that's spot one and that's spot two. Now, spot three, remember I said before the lymph nodes gather around the big joints, mm-hmm. right? Well, you did a big joint at the top of your head because that's where your skull attaches to your spine. That's where most of the motion in your neck happens at the top. So now we're going to go to the shoulder joint. Love so it. what you're going to do is your, your shoulder attaches into what's called your pectoral muscle, your pec muscle. And I want you to find that spot where it's round in your shoulder and then it becomes flat at your chest. Okay. Right there. Got That's it. the spot I want you to be in. I want you to take your whole hand and put it over that, that space right there and rub over the front of the shoulder and over that pec with your hand, with your flat hand. You can I do like circles it. if you want, whatever you like. Now, would you want to start on the left side? Yeah, so you can go, I usually go left to right, left to right when I do these okay. things. Just make sure okay. you do both sides. Right? Okay. And then now I want you to take your hand and just slap on that region where the shoulder attaches to the pec. Like you're just slapping yourself on your pec. Okay. Right? 
And that's going to open up the lymph that drains the arm, right? Nice. And, and drains okay. the breast tissue. That's the area that gets stuck a lot with women in breast tissue and breast cancer. Okay? Ah, okay. So now go to the right shoulder with your left hand and then rub there. Now I'm just rubbing with my fingers kind of tips. Is that, is that what you're talking yeah, about? You can, or what I'm doing is I, it's like, put your hand flat on a table and rub it like that. So you're kind okay. of getting your whole palm there. But okay. You can also use your fingers. Right? Okay. So, this and then great. you do your slapping. Okay. So that's spot number three. So the reason I tell you about the changes in like your hand or your fingers or direction, because I don't care about that stuff, right? Those are tactics. <laughs> I love it. All right. The most important thing is the strategy, which means you better be rubbing there. How you rub there, I don't care. All right. Now, number four is going to be on the abdomen. So I want you to place one hand over the belly button. Over the belly flat. button. Okay. And I want you to put the other hand over top of that one above that hand. So you have two hands on your belly. Okay. Okay. So I want you to use both of those hands. I want you to press in, you know, comfortably, but harder. And I want you to rub up and down. And I want you to now move the hands back and forth, side to side. All right, that's where I cut it off. So there's, and then the the last two are the crease of the groin and behind the knees. So, hmm. but I did, I didn't clip those. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's interesting and it lines up too with the Lyme disease book I've mentioned a couple times, How to Fix Lyme Disease. Right. Uh, he talks about the basically the abdomen spot, but more so on the right-hand side where your liver is at. So, And I talked about having a massage or a masseuse do a face massage and then draining the lymph from behind my ears down into my neck. That was weird. Yeah. And so when, when they did that, did they do the collarbone area first? No, they didn't. They just did the top one. Just yeah. the top one. They didn't go any further so. down, but just kind of drained it out of the top one. But it was weird. They like pushed along the the, the jaw, like bringing it all down. If I felt better afterwards, but it was it yeah. was odd. Well, if you if you didn't have any um, clogs, for a better word, mm -hmm. like uh, in the collarbone area, that was probably fine. Um, but. Yeah, that's what. If you had clogs, it could make it worse. Well, it just it wouldn't give you the wouldn't full work. Yeah. yeah, sure. So that's I don't know. It kind of makes sense that it would be, <laughs> I guess, fairly simple and not. I don't know. You know, you don't need mRNA therapy for. <laughs> Working out, but you need you do need functioning a functioning lymphatic system. There so, you go. Yeah. So this I thought that that was interesting, especially. Man, there's. I didn't even try to find like the died suddenly stuff, but it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. I did a little. I was not a huge David Crosby fan, mm -hmm. 
but there is like it's very clear he got it. He's in a um I think it was a Rolling Stone article talking about him and other people getting the vaccine and how great it was and how, you know, he just he's like I need to start touring again. It's kind of sad. I'm going to lose my house if I don't start touring again. So, yeah, I'll get the vaccine. I hope everyone gets vaccinated and we can start shows again. And, yeah, didn't work out too well. And passed away? Yeah. Yeah, he died pretty recently. So. And what's this, what's this last clip you got here? Jim Brewer. <laughs> yeah, I got you, got you a Jim Brewer clip. So, this is... This is how I show love to Tim. I bring him Jim Brewer clips. So. I still have my in-laws. My in-laws are like, we gotta get our flu shot, then a booster, then another booster. <laughs> I say, you know, people are starting to die. Where'd you hear that? What do you want of those conspiracy theorists? What are you, a cult member? <laughs> Extremist, one of them? <laughs> Here in the NFL... So, so how that was so he he dropped to the floor yeah, he fell he down, might have been sure. able to, yeah he's a very so, physical so man. guess how this is being spun i don't know as jim brewer makes fun of demar hamlin conservatives at event laugh is is how it's being portrayed it's like he's not making fun of Demar Hamlin. He's no. making fun of his in-laws and other people who think it's crazy to ask why people are suddenly dying suddenly all over the place. Yeah, it's. But uh, it's uh, just random story. Uh, I don't think this this wasn't the uh, no this wasn't the judge in Las Vegas, but a lady in Las Vegas. No history of heart issues. Dies suddenly of cardiac arrest at the gym. So just a, you know, healthy looking 46 year old working out at the gym. Drop dead. It doesn't work for the podcast, but there's a lady, I'm not sure what country it's in, holding her baby in a room with two other small children falls straight forward right on her face while holding the baby uh, yeah the there's, two kids two kids in the two beds yeah there's there's been a lot of video on that yeah 
So it's a lot of, what, lot of was it de- debunked or was it? It wasn't debunked, but there was some pretty compelling stuff that it wasn't fully real. But there's just a oh, lot okay. of that stuff out there. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's just. It was a, yeah. It. I hope it was fake. I hope it was it, fake too, because if it's not, yeah. it's a super painful two minutes there for everybody involved. Yeah. So, Doc Anarchy has a interesting post on. Uh, here's what I would do if myself or a loved one developed cancer. It isn't a foolproof guide, but a good place to start. Got some interesting stuff. He he doesn't go, you know, parasite theory of cancer or anything. But uh, number one, vitamin D, get out in the sun. Number two, testosterone. Mm. Number three, protein. Uh, so, you know, like steaks, real steaks and milk, testosterone. Yeah. And uh, so protein and then car- limit carbs. Certain cancers thrive in carbohydrate rich environments, which you could make the case that that's because cancer is actually parasites that like the like the sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise, lifting weights, sleep, get eight hours every day, non-negotiable, supplement, plenty of magnesium and glycine if needed. Glycine, need- glycine, glycine. That's what I'm going to tell everybody again. Mm, okay. Glycine before bed. It, it H- is- helps with the sleep. Oh, that's what that was your thing. That right? was my thing, yeah. man. That stuff is, yeah, it's wild. Supposedly it just has amino acids and stuff, but it... Yeah, it's good stuff. And and I'm assuming probably better than uh, like melatonin because you don't really want to take a bunch of melatonin all sure. the time. Sure, and the melatonin you're kind of you're. How do I put this? It's a little too on the like nose. You want your body to make the melatonin. Yeah, right? the melatonin's yeah. a little bit too on the nose. You're directly mess messing with the the sleep mechanism, and so if you take a lot of it or a little bit, then you. My wife and I have talked about this before. So supposedly, so if she takes it, then the next night she has a problem falling asleep. Hmm. And then for me, I I don't think I have a problem producing it. And I think that my body just assumes that it made enough. And so I tend to wake up like four hours later. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like my body's like, oh, we have that. And it doesn't make any. And then it's like, and then I wake up immediately as soon as it wears off. No, no, no. Glycine is just like a... It's for it's just a nutrient for your muscles and whatnot that just really helps with sleep. Nice. Been doing the okay. c- chamomile tea and then the the glycine for bed has been pretty pretty awesome. You just is it a? It's a tablet. A tablet. You yeah, okay? Just a tablet. Yeah. But it's All not right. like any. It, it's not. It's awesome. It's awesome. I just recommend people to give it a whirl. But I have read uh, other people who said that they've taken it before bed and, and seen seen. And have seen no difference. So I think everybody's different. Yeah. So the next step, uh, allostatic load. When mm-hmm. you're dealing with cancer, your body doesn't want to fight off other ailments. This means getting your health in order. Stop eating lousy food. Stop sitting around all day. Fix underlying conditions. The healthier you are, healthier you are the better. So I think good advice in general, especially if you have cancer but it also if you don't have cancer and don't want to get it 
So it's would certainly be the the recommended route there. So. Perfect. All right. Well, do you have anything else? I think I have one clip, and then we'll get out of here. Well, just on the sad cancer news, Michael Heiser posted that it's there. He's basically not doing anything else, and just kind of going to be on hospice care at home. So it's that's, that's rough. Cancer spread everywhere. You know, they did the. They did the treatments recommended by the doctor, and then it was, oh yeah, yeah, should work, should work fine, and it didn't work. So that's too bad. That's that is too bad. I have a copy of his book on my bedside table. Yes, yeah. So if you out there maybe hadn't heard about this going on, and uh, you know, if he meant something to you and you want to send him a message, probably a good time to do that. So very good point. <clears throat> Anything else? Well, I've got a, I'll just run through. Uh, all right. Well, this might do you, I, I can wrap it up, but I don't have to go through this. I've got a force Mariti thread. Force Mariti thread. What does this mean? So this is this is the guy who wrote the book on uh, polio. Oh, and I was a little irked from No Agenda. Where yeah, John was yeah. Just so mocking the you know the. I thought so. I just heard that today, by the way. So yeah, that was uh, that was something. Uh, Candace, <laughs> Candace, yeah, Candace Owens. No, so, hold on, and hold she, on. Let's, let's talk just you and me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I learned a little bit about that. I, I felt like Candace was really excited, but didn't have all the facts. I, I think that's fair. It, yeah. Because I, I I thought as a, I, I, I felt for her, right? Like I felt a pain, like deep in my, my being, my core. I was like, oh gosh. I think I've done this with on this podcast. Like she's so excited to talk about this stuff. She's just, she's just going 100 miles an hour, but it's like it's not making sense. And so, of course, Dvorak tears it apart. Like she doesn't know what she's talking about. But I think she's just just speaking at a church a little bit. Like just not quite speaking at a class. Like not quite nailing the facts, but super excited to talk about it and in a room full of like-minded people. Yeah. And she just skips some stuff and messes up some numbers. That's, that's kind of how I thought. Yeah, to to me, because some of the stuff that she was talking about is in the book, The Moth in the Iron Lung by mm-hmm. Forrest Moriti. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like she hadn't read it, like someone was telling her about it, and oh, you yeah, kind of got she, the telephone game where you got It felt like the, she was reading a Twitter thread to us. Like it was like an even smaller version of the actual book. And for those that don't know, Candace Owens kind of went off explaining that uh, DDT was the pro- DDT and she, mercury. She presented it as DDT being the cause of polio, which is right. not not accurate. But it's also, I believe, accurate that DDT caused more of the you know po- polio effects, poliomyelitis, which is was the um, lesions on the the spine. Um, but in combination with other stuff, and there's other stuff that can cause it too, not just DDT. Right. So, 
I mean, she got so excited she was calling it DTT. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> but but Dvorak is like mocking it by like, oh, they still use DDT in India. It's like, well, yeah, they still got a lot of polio in India too. So you're not really proving your point. Yeah. He was he but was the, a he was a. Uh, polio pioneer he got both versions of the vaccine so therefore what she's saying is wrong yeah and he's got a that's his newsletter i don't know if you saw that is the so he his claim in the newsletter is that all this stuff comes from lyndon larouche okay which i don't believe that's accurate uh, namely his acolyte, Lyndon LaRouche's acolyte, William Engdahl, which I didn't know William Engdahl was a Lyndon LaRouche. I like L- William Engdahl. Right. Uh, I didn't know that either. So, so when it comes to John C. Dvorak and his theory, <laughs> Andrew, you're not buying it? <laughs> I'm not buying it. All right. He, he's, a, he's... I think Candace Owens was right. Well, I see why he got insulted, because she's like, all old people just fully believe the polio story, which he's kind of proving right by his reaction to her. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so this, a small part of this is about polio, but and it's more about... The way she started off was compelling. The, what she said, all old people, you don't understand the amount of propaganda that the, old, the older generation was given about yeah. polio, and that's why they all believe in vaccines. And I was so. like, ah, this makes some sense. Okay. Yeah. All right, so here's his... Uh, Here's a thread that he he posted because people were were talking about this and other things. It's from back in 2020 when he did it. But uh, polio, the paralysis of polio was caused by many, he says, many different viruses, not just one. Started happening in the 1890s when they started coating everything in a new pesticide. It caused leaky guts and allowed these viruses to reach the spinal cords. So heavy metal is a big factor in it. Um, polio ended in the 1950s when they stopped using DDT on children. Like the 1988 or like the 1890s pesticide, DDT also caused leaky gut and allowed many different dangerous viruses into the spinal cord, paralyzing many children. Number four, there are basically two polio vaccines. The first one was injected and didn't work. The second was taken orally and worked okay, but it had a side effect: polio. This ah, polio yeah, is certainly the. This vaccine is currently the largest source of polio and paralysis in the world, and it shows Bill Gates squirting it into a little kid's mouth. Thanks, Bill. Number five. You just take both. genetically modified organs and you just shoot them into little kids' veins. Yeah. Or just squirt the polio into their mouth. All right. Uh, both vaccines targeted the polio virus. No vaccines. So the, the basic viruses you know refutation to virus theory is that the when you're looking at a virus it's not that there isn't something that they're looking at or something that shows up when you're sick sure it's that this is not what's causing the issue and so by making a vaccine to create antibodies supposedly that target that thing which is uh you know very questionable in and of itself that's why vaccines t- don't work. They don't work. All right, and we're so. taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them in the little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Shoot right into the vein. <laughs> so excited about it. Yeah. 
So no vaccines were created for the other paralyzing viruses, which is why countries with out-of-control pesticide use like India still struggle with childhood paralysis. Uh, Vaccines are the leading cause of autism. Scientists and doctors will swear they are not, but it's obvious to anyone who's not afraid to look, it's the vaccines. How do we know this? I'll mention two things. There are thousands and thousands of parents whose children developed autistic symptoms directly after their vaccines, sometimes within hours, sometimes before they got home from the doctor's offices. This has been documented, often with video proof, over and over. Autism began appearing in the 1930s in the U.S. directly after aluminum was added to the single pediatric vaccine children received at that time. Another country made this change, Austria. Autism began to appear there as well. You'll hear the mainstream media say the autism vaccine link has been studied and debunked over and over, but it hasn't. It's never been studied. They looked at one vaccine and one ingredient, MMR and mercury. They've never looked at aluminum, and they never studied all the childhood vaccines together. And there's evidence that the FDA hid all this information in the early <laughs> 2000s. They actually knew yeah. exactly what was happening. There are whistleblowers, there too. There are whistleblowers. And, and talked in Congress. Yep. But, yeah. Attacked Andrew Wakefield, who's just a complete quack, who you know basically just told them that, pointed out the obvious, that there was no controlled trials ever. Yep. For any of them. The next next three were about Wakefield, so yep. cover that. So smallpox, which is, look up the, you know, maybe polio is a little too sensitive, but just research smallpox and what a fraud that vaccine was. I mean, it was, I mean, like blatant fraud, like how would you ever think this would work? But literally just like scraping and shoving cow pus into little kids' arms. Uh, First, Uh, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. New vaccines, new vaccines, new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. It's an oldie but a goodie. It's in the evergreen yeah. evergreen folder. We've been playing that clip for years. And the, now we're living it. The main scam with vaccines is where they start the chart. Okay. On the vaccine introduced and then Oh, yes, yes, yes. I it goes to zero. So yeah. if you look at death rate for measles, mm-hmm. If if the chart starts in 1900, you see that There's death no rate measles. for measles go down from, uh, let's see, 12 per 100,000, uh, between 12 and 15 per 100,000 up through 1920, going down, going down, going down. And when the vaccine's introduced, there's like, it's like one per hundred thousand. It's like a flat line. And then they, you know, the vaccines introduced and it stays a flat line. Like, okay, great. You didn't do anything. You know, it's like, let's see the scarlet vex, the scarlet fever vaccine. Oh wait, scarlet fever did the same thing with no vaccine, but it's always like where you start the chart. Right. That so, makes sense. you know, That's... plumbing, running water is the, the plumber's, made all these diseases go away not 
Not doctors. Not vaccinologists. But all right. I thought that was good. He's he's posted some good stuff, and so yeah, polio is a scam. It really a, is. There, every vaccine is a scam. Every single one. There are no good vaccines. So if if someone would like to refute that, you are welcome to send me the the uh, you know evidence to <laughs> to support your claim that I'm wrong on that. But every single vaccine's a scam. So. And if you don't think it is, and if you think that we're nuts, and or you have a vaccine appointment coming up, and or your child has a vaccine appointment coming up, I encourage you to ask your doctor or person, physician's assistant, or phlebotomist, or whoever it is that administers the vaccine, some, you know, uh, temp worker from down the street, <laughs> yeah. uh, ask them for the insert, and yeah. take note. take note of how they react. Take note of how weird they think it is that you would ask such a thing. And then read it. Yeah. Where it says, known side effects. Death. Yeah. It's listed. Vitamin K K shots. Last one I asked for the insert for. And known side effects can kill babies less than a certain amount of age. They give it to babies within a few hours of being born. I have it around here somewhere. Yeah. Are you? And, are you? you know, I, thought, I thought you must be a pharmacist. Are you a pharmacist? Why would you assume I'm a pharmacist? Well, you asked for the insert. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm just thinking you're going to shove something in my newborn baby's arm. I just kind of wanted to learn a little bit about it and not just trust that it, it's safe and effective. Yeah. Safe and effective. And my baby is not at risk of hepatitis B. Thank you very much. <laughs> What about this gel? You got to put this gel on him. This my, my, yeah. You know, I don't actually because her, her mom doesn't have any type of sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> Let's yeah. leave that one off the hospital bill, too. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about? I have a All video. Right, let hear it. I have a clip uh, of yours truly. Hey, what's up, Twitter? I've uh, been around the, the the fitness Twitter for a long time, been a lurker, never really posted anything, but I felt led today to make a quick video. I'm in a men's group with Tyler Tote and uh, Mike Schiff, and uh, we've been talking about things these last few weeks like uh, mental toughness and forgiveness and just trying to encourage each other to push ourselves that much further in mental toughness, forgiveness, physical stuff. You know, everything that you would imagine in a, in a men's group where we're encouraging each other along, I think that's so important. But, uh, you know, these are these are topics that are near and dear to my heart. I had a really rough childhood coming up, and so I do have that mental toughness, but it's like, do I have the ability to push myself even further with that mental toughness, and do I have the ability to go ahead and forgive? So, anyway, uh, we hold each other accountable. We're always trying to encourage each other. I told the group this week, I said, look, I'm going to run 10 miles. So... Last night I was going to bed and I thought, you know, this tomorrow's the day. I'm going to run 10 miles, get this out of the way. I made, I made a promise to the guys. So I didn't fall asleep until late. Good. I didn't wake up till late this morning. Good. My whole family was sleeping and I was running around, couldn't find my keys to my car. Good. I got out here and started running and got a blister on the bottom of my left foot. Good. I started running and it started raining on me. It hasn't even rained here in forever, but of course it starts raining on me while I'm running. 
good. I pushed through all those things and did I, was I able to run 10 miles? No, I didn't run 10 miles. I ran 14 miles, which is twice as far as I've ran in a very, very long time. And I don't make this video to tell everybody you gotta go out and run 14 miles or do what I just did, but I just make the video to encourage people that, hey, there's probably something you gotta push through, you know, whether it's fights with your significant other or, you know, I've been sober for a long time, so maybe you're trying to get sober. You know, maybe you just got to push it one more day. Maybe you just got to push it one more hour. Maybe you just got to pick up the phone and call that person that you need to uh, forgive. I don't know what it is. Maybe you do need to get out and run. Maybe you do need to go to the gym. Maybe you just need to stop eating crap. Maybe today's the day you just don't curse somebody out and say a prayer to the Lord. I don't know what it is, but I just made this video to encourage you that we are capable of so much more that we give ourselves credit for. And that if you are not uncomfortable, you are not pushing yourself. So make yourself uncomfortable, push through. And uh, I hope you all have a great weekend. Bye. Words of wisdom from Tim. That was me. Yep, yep. Twitter Tim. Twitter Tim. I never put anything on Twitter before, so that was my first time. It's funny. Uh, I learned a little bit about that. The Tyler, one of the guys in the men's group, has 105,000 followers. He's, of course, verified. He retweeted that. I gained like four followers <laughs> and not that many views. So I think that whole algorithm thing, I think it's all about if you pay for the verified Twitter now, it's all about that. I definitely should have gained more than that. So anyway, um, yeah, I thought that was, it was a, it was a good moment for me just kind of push through and trying to figure out what I was capable of and just, well, no, the, the reason you didn't, that the algo didn't show it to people is because you weren't starting a fight with someone. <laughs> See, like it's... if, the, if this had been calling someone out and starting a controversy, then all of a sudden, boom, it blows up. Well, one of the things that struck me this last year, and Tyler was one of the first people I followed. I think I found him through Zuby. Uh, but is he said something to the effect of, "If your if your if your uh, social media is all negative, that's all your fault. <laughs> Find people that are positive or that are, are you know making compelling information, or making you know putting out compelling information that uh, you are interested in, and start following them." And so I've started doing that. And so my Twitter is almost unrecognizable. <laughs> it's, it's basically just all like Christian guys trying to do what's right, working out, lifting weights, helping people, praying for each other. It's awesome. But then it's like, it's down to like 25%. Like, and then this person died and this person's dead. And this, because <laughs> it's all the stuff left over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been quite the journey, but uh, yeah, do a men's group and it's, it's fun, man. I think, uh, I think we should do a men's group, you know, maybe someday or, or something. I don't know. It's just good to actually talk to other people about what's going on in life and uh, try and encourage each other. So I might start doing that in the future. I am definitely getting into working out, as I've talked about previously, and trying to get up and, and do that and just taking the time for yourself. Uh, basically, everybody in the group, almost all dads. And so <laughs> it's funny. It's like... Uh, do you, guess what time we work out, Andrew? Early. Yeah. Because <laughs> as a dad, the only time you can work out, you got to get up early. And so one of the guys, I think he actually gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning so that he can oh, wow. do his workouts and, and be done by the time, you know, he his kids start waking up and do all the, you know, 
dad stuff and then take them to school. So anyway, it's just a group of guys who are just trying to get up earlier, trying to take time for themselves, pray, read the word, and uh, work out. So yeah, I ran 14 miles last Saturday. I was pretty proud of that and thought I'd make a video. Wow, that's it awesome. Didn't that's... go didn't go viral or anything like that, but uh, it's like it, uh, over half a marathon. It's over half. Yeah, 13. That was my goal was 10, and then I got through 10 and i was like you know i should just do 13.1 so i did 13.1 but i didn't time it quite right so i was still like a mile away from my car and i was just like yeah i'm, I'm just uh i'm not just gonna walk now <laughs> i'm just <laughs> i don't want i want this to be over faster i, I want to just run to my car <laughs> yeah. so, so that's how i wrapped it up but anyway i just i was motivated that day and inspired and i do think it's true we have to make ourselves a little uncomfortable even if it's with hard stuff like forgiving others and uh trying to make you know mental growth or you know spiritual growth reading in the word things like that it's always good to uh push ourselves a little bit a little bit more and just rely on the lord to take care of us and do the best we can with this uh body suit this earth suit that we've been given you know this isn't <laughs> this isn't it you know this is just some this is just we're just this is on loan what else can it do what's it capable of you know we'll see figure it out but uh, eventually we're gonna we're not gonna have the body so figure out might as well take care of it while we're here and try and love others and see what we could do that was my message for the week oh very good let's end on that yeah, yeah, let's do. Uh, I'll read a. We haven't. We have, keep forgetting verse of the week. I think we. I think I did one last week. You did. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. I, no, I think you did. Just great. Uh, I got one this week. Uh, this is First Thessalonians five twenty three. Now may God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I liked this because I was looking at it, and it's very rare we talk about the difference between uh, sp- spirit and soul. But here, here it is differently. Um, you know, where it actually lists out spirit and soul as two different things. We often think of those as the same thing. This is. Uh, I'm not a not a huge fan of the message, but I did think it was interesting the way the message put this verse. Uh, May God Himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, and put you together, spirit, soul, and. Oh man, I lost it. Spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit. Which uh, that was an interesting way to say that when I was thinking about just trying to stay fit. So. Anyway, um, yeah, there's a whole positive side of Twitter that I found. Oh, it's good. It's awesome. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys that are super positive, so it's been uh, a lot of fun. But uh, I'll try and bring some more of that stuff towards the to the podcast these days. Just talk about because here's here's kind of what I came to in this last year, especially as I get older my head can only contain so much stuff. Right. And I, we're at a weird point anyway, right? Like half everybody took this thing, right? Yeah. And we have no idea what's going to happen. Right. And the more I think about it, the more it weirds me out, especially considering all the loved ones I have that took it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I can only take so much information into my head. Do I want to keep taking all the information to be negative? And I'm not saying it's bad to do that. We've been watchmen on the wall, so to speak, and just watching out for stuff for forever. Yeah. I was just, I'm just basically considering just, I'm just been ratcheting it back a bit. I haven't quite been murdering the podcasts about this sort of stuff as regularly as usual. I've been doing a little bit more audiobooks and a little bit more reading the word, a little bit more listening to David Guzik sermons. Just, you know, because what you, what you cram into your head is what comes out. And uh, the macro level stress of everybody could die soon. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. intense. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's just a David Guzik sermon and a cold uh, carp. Oh, Andrew, dude, the best part about living on a golf course other than playing golf would be in the morning before the sun comes up, you could just run the cart path. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I just get out there and run the, it's several miles too. Golf courses are long, but in the morning, you know, maybe it's a little cart path running and some David Guzik feed the, feed the soul, feed the spirit, feed the mind, feed the brain, feed the body with the, a little bit of the word, so to speak, and getting some, some exercise. Yeah. And it's, when you're doing, you know, running or hiking or whatever, you you can really focus on what you're listening to much Absolutely. better than if you're trying to like do you the know, dishes or something. Do something other, you know, you're in the house to, and someone's talking to you and you pulling earbuds out and what have you. So yeah, it's it's nice. That's a good, certainly a good way to get that information in. And if it's information that you're absorbing well, you want it to be good stuff for sure. So. Yeah, and I highly recommend David Guzik. I think Chris White's the one that turned me on to him because he always pulls yeah, stuff pulls yeah. stuff from him. But he's he's really good. I really enjoy his stuff. And yeah. basically, just gone and found him. I think it's uh, Enduring Word Media. So I think if you search Enduring okay. Word Media, you'll find him. And yeah, I haven't listened to him since Chris White was talking about him. Back then. it's been a while. So. He just says a I don't know something about him is just a very down to earth explanation for stuff, he, and he's super smart on this stuff. But it's just real, real down to earth and easy to understand. But I'm listening to King First Kings right now, I think I just finished. I can't remember what I finished. Was it Ephesians or Philippians? I don't remember. But now I'm back in the Old Testament. Yeah, because he does verse by verse. He does like verse by verse Bible, Bible teachings. Yeah. So yeah. each week it'll be consecutive. So if you find a book that you like, you can find it, click on it, and there's all his sermons on it. And that's, you know, instead of filling my head with people screaming about the government and how the government's going to hire IRS agents they are going to try and take our $600 and it's illegal to get guns in Oregon and everybody who took the vaccine is going to die or we're never going to have kids and it's just like the children of men and you what the what hope do I have like for my for me for my future for my kids I don't think that our hope is in this world but I also don't want to I, I sent that meme to you and Will, and it was like the the different stages of waking up. It's all different pictures of Matthew McConaughey, but it starts with explicable ignorance, then what the heck, nothing makes sense, then oh my gosh, this is terrible, and then don't you see we're all sheep, you need to wake up, we're all going to die, and then get off my lawn, where he's like holding the gun. And the last <laughs> stage is waking up and becoming the mo- most loving and joyful version of myself I can, because that is the greatest rebellion. 
That's where I am, man. Amen to that, because I just want to make a good life for the people around me. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a balance. You need to be aware enough, uh, which you are, of of what's going on so that you can avoid it. But then I think you're right, 100% right, that that's not necessarily what you should focus on 24-7. Otherwise, you end up like Alex Jones. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's a not a point. healthy place to, to be, you know? No. And it's, I think he looks at it as kind of like a sacrifice or, but at the same time, it's like other people can talk about this too, Alex. Like we'd yeah. like you to be around. I'm not willing to make a, that sacrifice. A full lifespan, he, you know? He lost his wife and, in, 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 you know, they got, you know, kid doesn't have the same relationship with his kids. I don't know what his relationship is like with his kids, but if you lose the wife and she gets custody of the kids, in a way you've lost the kids in a way, you know, somewhat too. So that's yeah. not, it's not a life I want. So anyway, and there's a lot of people out here who just need somebody to love them, be kind to them. You know, who knows? You have to pull somebody out of a car or something or make a, help somebody make phone calls about people dying. I've been thinking, I mean, I was out running the other day. I was like, I should take a CPR course. Oh, you've never done that? No, yeah. no. You, have you, you got your certification or whatever? Uh, yes. Yeah. Good for you. That's good. I mean, maybe, maybe it's, a, maybe it's the right time to do something like that. Cause yeah, that's true. You never know what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. I, my certification, I believe, is probably lapsed at this point, but I have, at one point, I was certified. Very cool. Yeah. That might, might be what we should all be doing. Is, the, the chest compressions on the dummy, you know? Was, yeah. I did. Which I, I, I will say, you know, go ahead and do like the actual, like an actual class hands-on. Right. Like, don't do the, because you can get it online, but it's it's worthless. So. Sure. No, I think I did it too when I was. I think they made you do it when you're in the military in the Navy. But I just don't know that I remember enough to. You got to close the airway, blow in, then like four compressions, then close the yeah, airway, they, blow in. Yeah, they kind of change some of the, some of it. So there's, yeah. I could probably use a refresher too. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna be running. You're gonna refresh yourself on CPR, and we're gonna try and love others and live our best. Uh, oh gosh. Woo. Woo. I almost said something crazy. Yeah. We're going to uh, be the best versions of ourselves that are not always looking at the worst possible scenario, but we will continue to be watchers on the wall for the people who listen to the show because that is the purpose of this show. Be watchers on the wall to show you that what is actually going on or what we think is. And show it in the light of Jesus Christ in that it may not be as bad as we're told to believe. Or at least completely different than we're told to believe. Amen to that. And I, I don't look at this stuff 24-7 and the, sh- and the podcast is kind of my outlet. Yeah. Right? Like, so, so I do this so I don't have to, you know talk to my wife about this stuff constantly <laughs> and make her think about it all the time you know yeah. so it's- I, I i feel like i infected my wife somehow in the last well i i didn't it's not true this whole 2020 yeah. craziness sent her off to a different a different place than she used to be and now she comes to me like hey what's going on with this i'm like oh <laughs> I didn't think you'd know about that. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> talk about that. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't need to be doing it all the time. I just want to. That's one thing that's really been great about Oklahoma is everybody's nice, and we've been just making friends and just trying to live a normal life. Yeah, it's seemed it's a good place for kids for Abs- sure. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up, and uh, we'll try and do it again next week. That's the plan. Thank you, Tim. You are welcome, sir. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-